occupation before the war? I'm film critic. List your accomplishments. Well, sir, such as they are, I write reviews and articles for a publication called Films and Filmmakers. And I've had two books published. <laughs> Welcome to this very special crossover edition of Everything is Permitted and Geeks with Kids. I'm the host of Everything is Permitted, Julian Brown. And I'm Eric, the host of Geeks with Kids. And we are here pitting our mats against each other in a battle to see how, who, sorry, who has the superior list of top 10 films of the decade. So, gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. We will go with our friends over in Canada first. Matt. Hello, everyone. I am Matt Moore uh, from Geeks with Kids. Uh, hello, I am Steve from Geeks with Kids. And I am Matt from Everything is Permitted. Yeah, I know, but we already screwed that <laughs> okay. up. So sorry, so just go ahead. And I'm Brittany from Everything is Permitted. As they Woo. said, joining us is EIP co-host Brittany Tobes and Geeks with Kids co-host Stephen. Is it Chew or Chow? Sorry, I'm it's awful. Chew. Sorry. Yeah, it's Chew. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> how pain. was that Chow? I don't yeah, know. No, where did you get that from? I don't Pika know. Chew. I don't know how to read, guys. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I do know how to read. That's not true. Um, these lovely folks will make up our panel of judges, which includes Eric and myself. And then, uh, Eric, speaking of judges, how do our Mattastic friends accumulate points in this Matt versus Matt extravaganza? So here's how it'll work. Year by year, the Mats will give us their favorite film and try to convince us that their choice was the best choice. Then we'll give points based on that. For any years that they have the same film, they'll tell us why they picked the film and then give us the second choice. And we'll pick the number two. I like it. I dig uh, it. Yep. Are you ready to leave it all on the mat? <laughs> um, I feel like the the mat who wins has to put like uh, the best film critic podcast person, and the other person has to put something detrimental on their social media. I like it. Yeah, we never, <laughs> year. we never really came up with a uh, a winner in this. Yeah, stakes. But maybe we'll we'll figure that out well, as yeah, we, we can figure that out. We go along. Um, I do just have to say real quick, because at least people on my end, I wasn't looking at the, the Zoom camera, they were a little confused at our opening. I, I had to do something. It was a 2009 movie, so it didn't fall into best of the decade. But that little sound clip at the end of the music was from one of my favorite movies ever. And that's Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, which is basically just making fun of, of film and film critics. And and of course, killing Nazis. Yeah, that, that one specific scene <laughs> yeah. with uh, Mike, Mike Myers. Myers yeah. Yep. Uh, I love that mm -hmm. scene of a cinema, German <laughs> cinema. Um, <laughs> so um, now the fun scripted stuff is over. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God. Let's uh, get it on. Oh. Eric, I guess we're going to start. The best Mills Lane I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start with uh, 2010. So let's take it away. Mr. Moore, what's your 2010 pick? 2010. Originally, for those that listened, uh, my original pick for 2010 was Inception, which is a phenomenal film. However, for the sake of no crossover, because I'm difficult that way, as most of our listeners are familiar with, I changed it up. Uh, for 2010, I, my choice for the best picture of the year is True Grit. Ooh. Why? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, why? But, but why? Have you seen that movie? Mm -hmm. But you have to convince us. Why is it the best film? I have to convince you guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's uh, even more so than the original John Wayne. It's a remake of the, the classic John Wayne film that most people, especially Western fans, are very familiar with. Um, 
this one actually stuck a lot closer to the novel material than the the John Wayne one, which sort of, you know, dumbed it down a bit and made it more just actiony Western. This one was very, for lack of a better term, grittier. I knew it. Um, <laughs> it's Wayne but again, beautifully shot. Um, cast is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I can give a shout out to Matt Damon with a very, very minor role. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> who spends half the movie not being able to talk probably because he bites most of his tongue off uh, accidentally. So it's brilliant. Um, and it's also Haley Steinfeld's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. debut film, first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, first film. Yeah, big role. Absolutely. Yeah. She led that one off in that film. Um, and again, of course, Rooster Coburn can't, can't, can't say enough good about that. The cast in this movie, just literally phenomenal. Like just a slew of great character actors. Yeah. I love the 2010 True Grit a lot. I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, if you're calling him Mr. Moore, I'm going to call Armat Mr. Reppert. What was your pick for 2010? And you can give us your original as well. So mine is Inception. I, I stuck with it. In oh, the, you stuck with it. Okay. Oh, in the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inception is a fantastic movie. It's a, it's a Chris Nolan yeah. film, obviously. So you already know going into it, it's going to be immaculately crafted. The whole yeah. idea of jumping deeper and deeper into somebody's mind was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was cool to see how they did it. You know, the idea of there's like mental defenses in every person's mind that you have to blend in. You have good performances by Leonardo DiCaprio, Ellen Page as well. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in mm-hmm. there. And I mean, the effects of like, you know, for example, the whole city folding up and every, yeah. all that, like just awesome shit. Just Cillian Murphy is also pretty good in that because he's you know doing the yeah. whole thing with like his you know trying to figure out his whole father his relationship with his father, and you can't say enough about the final scene with the mm. top spinning and everything like that and like the, how yeah. the movie ends and because the movie doesn't hold your hand it's like is he still stuck in his dream or is he at back in the real world you don't know. Not to mention, we literally just recorded our other episode, our main episode of the show this week, talking about film scores, like an awesome, mm-hmm. brilliant score from Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'll give you that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So before we get into our judges giving their opinions on which one they should win, we should point out that each mat has a soundbite, which will declare them <laughs> their point if they get the point oh, for winning the year. So... Uh, for Matt Moore's, I don't know why I chose this one. I I, I think Matt, you are a theater actor. Um, it's true. It is, true. and I am a theater kid as well. So uh, I just thought this was a funny one. So if Matt gets a Matt Moore gets a point, this is his soundbite. Don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. And that is <laughs> Trevor Slattery, Ben Kingsley from Iron Man Three, and this is from Matt Reppert's favorite movie. Shut ever. up. She held together. I love this baby. And that's oh, Wing Commander. Oh God! You pick, you picked like a decent movie for his, and you picked the worst fucking thing I've ever sat through. I don't, that's it's love, the my friend. Yes, bro, we can't that's help it. Love. Uh, At least so, you got to see the Phantom Menace trailer before it. Yeah, <laughs> it had that bonus. Oh. Uh, so, Eric, I don't know. Do we want to have uh, your end go first or our end first or take turns? Uh, how do we want to go? Yeah, about let's this? do it. Let's do it over here. Come here, Steve. What What are you picking? Inception uh, so versus work. True Grit. I, I have to pick between the two movies. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I don't know, man. Because, like, I really like True Grit, too. I'd forgotten that movie had come out that year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I really like how they, uh, I'm not familiar with the novel, but mm-hmm. I liked how, um, yeah, like you said, uh, Matt, uh, the movie really was a lot grittier. And it, it really, I don't know, it, it was almost like, you know, after Unforgiven, uh, mm-hmm. Westerns kind of 
ascended to like a, a different level. Mm-hmm. And True Grit was able to match that, you know, where it wasn't like as romantic anymore. You know, it really mm-hmm. sort of took that. But then you got Inception and every movie uses that wow now, you know? <laughs> Is that a detriment to it right? though? Right. So, pardon? Is that a detriment to that film though? No, it's no, not a detriment. That's not Inception's it's, fault. It's kind of uh, like, it's created a decade of wow, right? I don't, so, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Fun fact, um, that one yeah. is just the song slowed down. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Je ne regrette rien by Edith Piaf. It's just a song like, yeah. no, rien, like hmm. that. That's oh, it. That's yeah. Wow. Facts. Oh, I didn't know that. You're welcome. French major here. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. I, it's really hard to pick because they are such like groundbreaking movies. I, I don't know. I kind of probably have to say Inception, though. I'm sorry, Matt. No, that's, that was my original pick. I'm not even. It was that. his original pick. Yeah. That's true. That yeah. is true. So. I, I, I guess just because in terms of uh, impact, you know, for me like that, I think that movie had a, a bigger impact overall, you know, for, oh, no, for years to come, you know, even though I love True Grit. Although it is, it is yeah. funny, and I'll just throw this in now. Part of the reason I picked True Grit was because of another movie I have later on in the list mm. that was done by the same directors. Oh, cool. Mm. Oh, I, I, I know what you're talking about. This That's a good film. the inspiration to do the other one. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll have a second chance then. We'll I will. See. I'll throw <laughs> yeah. that out later on. I'm picking Inception because I love that film. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. So you're choosing Inception, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so far, it's For the boys. Inception. Brittany, boy. Uh, anybody that knows me knows, hands down, it's Inception. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, so my vote doesn't matter, so I'm not going to vote because I actually, <laughs> I I cannot pick between these two movies because I actually really you may have to soon. I may have to soon, but I am in a very yeah. unique position that I don't have to right now. So I will say... He's one of those voters. I am. You You both win in my heart for this one. Uh, but Matt Reppert does take the first mm-hmm. point. She held together. I love this baby. Go to hell, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> See, I'm not even mad about losing this because the more times we hear that clip, I can just hear angry. Yeah. Yes. We got to add a camera so we could see him. Uh, It's like whenever we talk about the new Star Wars movies around Steve, it's that kind of... I don't know if you can see Matt as well now. Well, whoever... Well, yeah, whenever we whenever like whenever Matt that. wins, Matt loses. So it's yeah. <laughs> no matter what, one Matt will win. <laughs> That's yeah, a Matt, a Matt Walker walks away a victor. All right, it's let's uh, let's. Uh, I, I like seeing you guys. So I'm just gonna keep it on me because I love your <laughs> I beautiful like faces. You, you gotta um, put us on a TV or something just so we're there. Next time yeah. we're gonna do that. We're gonna. I think we'll have to yeah. donate a TV for in this room for Wade. At some point, yeah. uh, you mean like a TV in the next the room? room. We, could, we could have recorded in there. We didn't really think this one through. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Next time. Next time. Uh, let's yeah. move on. Just to- before, wait, wait. Before we move on, I want to just throw out my honorable mentions for the year, just because why not? Do it. Uh, uh, so for the rest of that year, also, I had uh, let's see, Black Swan, which was Ooh, a great. That one was that. wild. I love that. Uh, that one gave me anxiety. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, me personally, I'm, I was a big fan of this one. It was uh, M. Night Shyamalan's produced The De- uh, Devil. Uh, I liked I that, that movie. I dug that movie. It was a guilty pleasure movie because it was just kind of neat to watch. Yeah. It was, uh, and then, of course, this is for all those uh, 1980s kids that loved action films, The Expendables. <laughs> Never I saw that movie. Never saw it. Literally, the, the 80s action fans wet dream. Let's get every action star that's still around. And it started that franchise off, which just keeps adding more cameos every year. Yep. I could not talk about that one. 
Uh, Matt, do you want to uh, give your yeah, I'll just uh, give, honorable I'll mentions? Give, yeah, I'll give my two others. So I had The King's Speech. Great film. As one of mine. Love that film. Yep. Saw it with my entire yep. family. Saw it on Christmas Day. Um, and yep. a personal favorite of mine, Scott Pilgrim versus uh, the World. I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toronto. Do you yep. know? <laughs> yes. Do you know what most of us share in this room? And Matt, maybe not as much because of Picard, but we all love Allison Pill. Yeah, I told you, I like the actress Allison Pill. I hated her character. God, I know, I know. He's not a hottie for Gerardi, <laughs> but he finds Allison Pill is an easy pill to swallow. She was, she likes her performance. Oh, wow. She likes that performance. Shut up, Wesley. Goes down smooth. <laughs> she was the best part of that show, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Tron Legacy we, also came out that year. Tron Legacy. It did. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, did. it also kind of killed that legacy, so I couldn't really make it. Did. I actually, I had that Sad. on my list of uh, f- films saved by their film score because Daft I, Punk. Yeah, I have that on my Tron list too. Mm, okay. I love Tron Legacy. Right. That, uh, Shall film we go score. to the next year? Because I have a feeling we're just going yes. to get. We're gonna we can talk up. about movies forever. We're um, like six nerds in a room <laughs> together. Let's move on to yeah. 2011. And I think Matt Moore went first for 2010. So, Matt. You, uh, Matt Reppert, you can go first for 2011. What is your film? So I stuck with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, because you have Chris Evans stepping into the role that pretty much made him a household name. There is not a single person who doesn't think of Captain America these days and not think of Chris Evans. Um, I also did like Hugo Weaving as Red Skull, even though Hugo Weaving is did not like being Red Skull. He, he's he's too good for this shit. So, <laughs> he is too good for it. I mean, so Hugo Weaving, I did enjoy him in the role. I it set up a lot of stuff that was going to come down uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, with everything with Bucky, with Hydra, with all that stuff like that. I like the way that. You know, you know, it's it's part of the Captain America mythos, the whole establishing of like you need to be a good man first before you're essentially a god, if you will. Like yeah, it just super, heightens yeah. your like the the serum heightens whatever you're already made of. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah I liked mm-hmm. Captain America for what it did. It might not win everybody's votes, but for me, I I love the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, again, I was right there with you. My original choice was Captain America. It's just a great movie. Uh, Chris Evans. It it pulled his career out of teen rom-com misery and put him right in the forefront of everyone's brain and Johnny flame love it for that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. see, I don't even try to, I try to forget those movies. <laughs> I don't know. You bastard. Why would you bring that up? All three of them. He was phenomenal in Scott Pilgrim. Absolutely. Uh, Cause he did that rail slide down the craziest set of steps in the GTA. Wow. Some competition <laughs> you are. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but for me, I had to mix it up again, just cause again, Captain America is a great movie. There's another movie that that goes kind of forgotten from that time period, which is really upsetting to me. And it was uh, Disney's The Muppets. Yeah. Uh, for my best <laughs> film of the year, because gosh darn it, Jason Siegel took a franchise that was DOA and sitting mm-hmm. on the shelf and was somehow able to make a movie that was almost more Henson than Henson. Uh, I, always remember just, the I like Jason Siegel. Yeah. I don't remember this movie. I remember the trailer when, oh, when it's like, I saw it. It was actually I think pretty seen good. It. The trailer yeah. was like serious. I, it was like Amy Adams it is, was like Kermit the Frog. What? <laughs> yeah. It was like with no shame. And part of it's just because of, you know, personal stuff. But it was the, I shamelessly wept in that movie at the end when they had, they finally did the rainbow connection with everyone on Dude, stage. Lost stop. It. I was just thinking about that. I started getting time. chills. I Again, love that song. It was one of those. It was, I have not, I had not had an experience like that until, uh, Infinity War. I'm pretty well, sure we saw this movie together, did we not? We did. 
Yeah, it was us and I a bunch of the, Muppet fans. So I we were just dying. Like amazing. six times in theaters with various people because I just kept going to see it because I loved it so much. Wow. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those. I mean, it's obviously now it's it's overshadowed by other films that came out that year. But for me, always it was beautiful to have that one little moment of time where they were able to bring that franchise back. And then, of course, they made a sequel that was a little less than and kind of killed it off a bit. But it it made everyone love the Muppets again. All right. I guess uh, we'll, we'll start on this side first uh, this time for this year. Uh, Brittany, oh God. your vote. Um, I like honestly forgot about Muppets until you brought it up. And now my heart is filled with such joy. So I think I'm going to have to go <laughs> with Muppets because like they already know I'm a big Henson person. I ran about Dark Crystal all the time. All the time. Um, But yeah, yeah, you are correct in that. Like I wasn't expecting that Muppets movie to be what it was. And then I was like pleasantly surprised and was like, this is so wholesome. And as yeah. much as I love Captain America, like Winter Soldier is my thing for Captain America. Like the first movie yeah. d- didn't do mm-hmm. it for me. Yeah. Agreed. I liked parts of it and I love that it made Chris Evans a person. A person. A person. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it made him a person. So um, I am I think I'm going to have to go with Muppets because I literally totally forgot about it until you just told me. <laughs> um, yeah. As much as I 100% agree with Brittany and Winter Soldier is my favorite of the, the Captain America movies and I think the still the best Marvel movie, if not one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I just, I, I know I've seen the Muppet movie, but I just don't remember it. And I, I can't, I can't do it even though I don't necessarily love Captain America that much. So I have to give it to what I know. And uh, that is Captain America. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. I'm sort of unfortunately in the same boat. I never actually saw uh, the Muppets movie. So Sorry, oh, I man. have to go with Captain America. Oh, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to go watch it now. I'm Do it. Sorry. Everybody's going to go gonna... home, watch it, and regret it. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to regret you're gonna, this. You're going to watch it. I'm going to get a plethora of I told you so. <laughs> yeah. I I'm there. okay with that. So many songs <laughs> and about rainbows. Sure. I, I, I don't think there's a surprise here. I'm going to go with Mr. Moore here for the Muppets because. Ah, Duel of Time. Nice. Let's just this say all stressful. the music was written by Brett McKenzie from uh, yep. Flight of the Concords. And how could I not vote for that? Yeah. Plus, I use Man or Muppet for most of my auditions. It's such a great song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like the cameos in that movie alone, it was that was what made it such a great, like mo- almost more Henson than Henson because they just got so many random celebrities to show. Like Mickey Rooney's in the movie for ten seconds. Those fights <laughs> for some Feist odd is, reason. She though oh, she yeah, working with right. Sesame Street. A yeah, bunch she did leading up to yeah, that. So Sesame that was Street. that wasn't shocking. But like Mickey Rooney, just like one line gone, never see him again. I'm like. That's what, like, the original Muppet movie was so notorious for that. Like, yeah. let's get random celebrities to show for a cameo. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Muppet Show. Like, the yeah. original yeah. Muppet Show was, like, for real, iconic yeah. for that. Oh, God, yeah. So how do we handle Well, ties? how do we handle this? We handle yeah. it with you how both get a, a point. Don't hurt the Thanks. face. I'm an actor. She held together. I love this baby. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's rivets in his goddamn spaceship. Yep. Ties do end up with each of you getting a point. So that does still give Matt Reppert the very slim, but lead nonetheless two to one, two to one at the moment. All right. Now, 2012, Mr. Moore, what is your pick? 2012, original. This one was really tricky for me because originally, personally, I had had Django Unchained. And then uh, when we were reviewing it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change it up because. I had originally left uh, Avengers off the off the list, and then I had been sort of thoroughly chastised by both parties involved in this for not <laughs> including that in the list, both when we recorded and then listening to the EIP recording where I was like, man, I got to put Avengers on this list again. <laughs> um, 
But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to stay true to who I am and mix it up even more because Avengers is, is the obvious choice. And I love me some Joss Whedon and I love everything they did with that movie. But there was another movie that came out that year that for me really, really kind of flipped the script on a genre that is near and dear to my heart. And that movie is Cabin in the Woods. Oh, mm-hmm. good, movie. good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, it's a lot of people forget that movie came out then. They sometimes they remember seeing it and they loved it, but they forget that it was, you know, because again, it was that same year. It was within, yeah. a, I believe, a month of Avengers coming out. So it really kind of got forgotten. Uh, yeah. Aside from the fact that Chris Hemsworth is in it, which everyone forgets. Yeah. Uh, and has one of the most epic on-screen deaths I've ever seen in a long time. <laughs> so true. Yeah, but at least. Um, but again, Cabin in the Woods, phenomenal. It, it bends the horror genre in a beautifully wonderful way. Has some phenomenal performances, phenomenal cameos in that movie. Um, I always wanted to see a mermaid. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great movie. If you're a horror fan, 100% you need to see this movie. Uh, one day I'll watch you, it. It's honestly, you, I got it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, mm-hmm. It is a pure Joss Whedon film. Does it, have, does it have Buffy elements? Yes. 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 It has, they make, if you, there's a sequence near the end where they're basically in a room that's filled with these holding cells for different monsters. He makes a point of throwing in shout outs to Buffy villains in that if you look very carefully. There's also a nice. sequence where they're in the basement and there's mm. artifacts everywhere. Yeah. And there are Buffy artifacts there too. Yeah. Like the axe. <laughs> yes. Like oh my God. Goes out, he goes out of his way to be both self referential and just horror referential <laughs> nice. in a beautiful way. Like there's like that sequence within with the cubes and early in the movie where they have a chart of all the different monsters. If you like pause it and read that, there is some hilarious entries on there. Mm-hmm. And there's like references to all sorts of, of fun stuff and some Buffy stuff as well, too. The cast is incredible, too. Like just the secondary also, yeah. stuff. Man. Yeah. It, uh, it takes the concept of what Scream did with slasher films and applies it to the Cabin in the Woods genre. Oh, nice. Way funnier. So, so yeah, that's, that's for me. That's, I mean, Avengers, I love, will always be my love because it was the first of the Marvel team up movies, but cabin in the woods, I deserve a special shout out as well. No, I agree. Cabin in the woods does deserve a shout out. Um, but my pick for 2012 was Avengers because in terms of what it did, like, I mean, that was a thing that a lot of people wondered, like, could you have all these characters together on screen and it works? And it's kind of funny that Joss Whedon did both movies. Both movies. <laughs> it is the battle of Whedon. The battle of the Josses now. But, um, yeah. but he didn't Avengers, direct um, Cabin in the Woods. He, he just oh, oh, my bad. Yeah. I apologize. He was also one of the writers on it. He did help write yeah. the script. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so but, but, Avenger, but Avengers. Yeah. But Avengers, like there's so many epic moments from Avengers that still like grab like the, the whole thing when it, when they're all finally together and then it does the pan and they're all mm-hmm. doing their little, I call it their mortal combat poses <laughs> when they're like <laughs> sidebar real quick. Funko has been releasing giant sized. Uh, they're doing a release every couple of months of the panorama shot from Avengers. Oh, shit. And oh, I have, wow. I have Iron Man and Hulk so far and I <laughs> nice. can't wait for the rest of them to come out. Sorry. Continue. Ooh. No, but like, but like getting it all of it to work, I mean, like all of the characters, like I never like the only character I felt was a little underutilized was Hawkeye, but like I didn't care about him as much. Or back Jeremy then. Renner, yeah, I know. But 
like um, pretty much every other character got the screen time they needed the, you know, the whole story, it, it fit so well. And just the way everything worked, the soundtrack, I mean, Alan Silvestri. Yeah. I yep. mean, like the, the, the Avengers score is probably going to be one of the most memorable scores that you're going to listen to, or at least, cause I mean, like and for pretty much every trailer involving the Avengers, they use that score at some point Yeah, yeah. to, you know, kind of touch back to this movie because of how, great this movie was and what it did for the entire superhero genre so i mean mm -hmm. and pretty much almost all of the actors are like on their a game in this movie like there's not mm -hmm. a single uh, portrayal that i was like eh, i didn't really care for this or anything like that yeah. like avengers kills it across the board i love cabin in the woods but i would still go avengers even you know even <laughs> after all that so and I'm even going to throw in here, and I'm this may be me sabotaging myself, but I will give you one, I'll give one extra point for Avengers because it was my original, one of my originals. Uh, it also introduced Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Yes, yes. yes. oh, just which true. was the big the that was part of what the big everyone nervous because you know you had Ed Norton and it's like oh he left the product oh god what's going to happen we brought in Mark Ruffalo and a lot of the response was who yeah been a great character actor up to that point, but he hadn't really had any breakout. So I was mm -hmm. like, ah, who's this that's, guy? I don't know. 13 that's going like on North. 30. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> Shutter Island as well, too. But again, this was. But more was 13 great, going on 30. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I also, I'm going to give a counterpoint to your, to your Avengers argument, which is uh, I did love the movie. I really wish I could, we could have seen what would have happened if they'd left the, the deleted wraparound story in. That's, you know, if you watch the special features of the Blu-ray or the DVD, mm -hmm. there's that whole subplot where Maria Hill is kind of justifying their actions to yeah, the council I love led by the underrated yep. powers booth, which I was real mad they cut him out of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, basically it was the, from all intents and purposes, looked like it was the Fury is out, Maria Hill's in, and she's yeah. now answerable. And they kind of just scrapped that storyline, even though they ended up kind of picking it up later anyways. So I just wish personally that they had kept that in because clearly Joss had a plan for where mm -hmm. he was going to go with that. And then the, the Russos came in and they kind of scrapped that idea, which is unfortunate, but mm -hmm. would have loved to have seen where they were going with that storyline. Was Powers Booth's character the same one from the TV show? Yes. Yep. Same yes. character. Okay. No, okay. Yep. Ends up being Hydra. Spoilers. Yeah. But it was kind of a spoiler like a decade ago. <laughs> he's in charge of the, you know, he's in charge of things. He was the secret Hydra, which they kind of do with Robert Redford. Yeah. Later on, yep. so like they let he's kind of let, left those seeds, and then they pulled it and then brought it back, but differently. So yeah, it was just a little a little bit of a a juggle that I wasn't a big fan of, but that's just me. Ooh, all right. Well, let's put it to the judges. Are we you're, doing our? Yeah, side you first? guys are judges. Yep. I had forgotten which one was first. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Steve, what do you pick? Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I love me some Marvel, of course. Um. But, um, yeah, this was a really interesting choice, uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten that Cabin in the Woods had come out as well. And, um, yeah, I have to say in terms of, like, ingenuity, and, and this is the thing for those who haven't seen it, it is one of the most best-kept secret movies ever because everyone who's seen it will not tell you anything about it. Mm, and I keep hearing and that, that is, as well. Th there's a certain quality about it that, I mean, until you actually see it, you won't really understand why because it is just such an experience. So, um, yeah, no, this was a nice, uh, nice new pick, uh, Matt. I'm going to say Cabin in the Woods. All right. Um, I'm going to actually agree with Steve here because there's a lot of films that look at a, like a genre and then sort of play on it. And then they do it in a hokey way. But this was sort of in a reverential way. So mm -hmm. they love that genre and they played to its best points with also being it 
um, you know, really funny. Plus, it's a film that I will watch every year, and I don't think I can say that about the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. Every year I've yeah, watched um, Cabin in the Woods around Halloween, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been a film I've watched every year. So, Cabin in the Woods. Brittany. I love horror films, but I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, so I can't give it my vote. Oh. That's what sucks. Like I, I know of it, and I I saw like trailers for it, but I never actually saw it, so I can't yeah. give it my vote. And the thing is, I personally wouldn't have picked Avengers from for 2012, but I'm going to have to go with it because it did kick off you know, everything mm-hmm. for the MCU from that point onward. Um, and I have seen it, so that's where we're going to go with Avengers. Uh, it, it's, it looks like we're going to end in another tie here because I too have not seen Cabin in the Woods and even if I had I'm going to loan it to both of I you I could be dead wrong here but I still I think you guys know me well enough now that I would probably choose the Avengers you would anyway no matter so what, you should uh, based on the shawarma scene alone yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know but after we're all done can we get shawarma is that a thing can we do it um, so yeah I'm going to vote for uh, Avengers another so tie. it does end in a tie again dun, dun, don't hurt the face I'm an actor she held together on Sunday, baby. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have to watch Incubator after this. That, 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 that hurts. That, and I want Swarma. Hurts Good. so, so bad. Yeah, now I want Swarma. Matt Rapper. <laughs> I need Swarma uh, now. Uh, Matt Rapper still has the very slim three to two lead, and it is uh, back to us over here. We are at the year 2013, and Matt. Rappert, Mr. Rappert, your pick, please, sir. So I went for 2013. I went with The Wolf of Wall Street, um, a fantastic portrayal by Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I know that this movie didn't win him an Oscar, but it probably should have. Him as Jordan Melfort showing the excesses that he was going going to go through in order to get what he wanted. The amount of, like, basically that, like, this coke fueled, like, extravaganza Mm -hmm. that he essentially did. And I mean, just... Like Leonardo DiCaprio kills it in like pretty much every scene he's mm-hmm. in in this movie. Also introduce us to Margot Robbie and Woo-woo. her first like major I love her. Fi- her first major film role, you know, as his wife. And I remember like reading that she she had this whole thing where she did nudity for the movie and like her parents had no idea she did it. And so she's like, I'm sitting in the theater with my dad just going, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right as the scene comes on where she's like totally nude. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jonah Hill also is, is very uh, good. In the movie. It's <laughs> you can't you can't unsee that scene. <laughs> but yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's a favorite. It's a favorite of mine. It's it's one of those movies where if I ever wanted to say to people like, well, how insane were? They? I mean, I was I was born in '82, so I don't remember <laughs> the '80s that well, but. Like how how what do you think the eighties were like? I would probably point them at Wolf watch of Wall Wolf Street. of Wall Street and watch <laughs> like, yeah, this, is, this is pretty much what it is, so. and, and probably get an eight ball while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you need just need cocaine, not eight balls, heroin. You're a little, it's a little eight ball could be coke too, well. right? I don't know my I don't know drugs. He's a cop. Trust him. Speed ball. I don't even know. Speed balls. Who knows? Eight ball applied to cocaine as well too. It was the eighties. Everything was an eight ball. It's fine. Everything was coke. Yeah, the Coca Cola Wars too. Oh, that's true. New like, Coke. Oh God! <laughs> Get off my bridge! <laughs> I, know I had to say something. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, Matt Moore. Okay. Uh, again, I had Wolf of Wall Street in my as my original pick. I also love this movie. It truly was. I'll, I'll second what you're saying. If you ever wanted something that's gonna, if you want to encapsulate the '80s, there are two movies like with the the corporate greed '80s. There are two movies that I always like to recommend. 
Wolf of Wall Street, and then because I have a dark sensibility, if you want a twisted version of that, American Psycho. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. That's a, oh, yeah. Those yeah. really are the two like mirrors of that particular society, where you get like Wolf of Wall Street, which was no, this this was actually real, and then you get American Psycho, which is that Oof. turned up to twelve. But like the similarities and how those people are is not that far different. Just one of them is a yeah. psychopath, and the other one is yeah. Christian Bale. um but again i had to mix it up and part of this was because i i got a little chastised by a a podcast that will remain everything is permitted Uh, my my addended choice for the best picture this year was 12 years a slave I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie. So I've seen it, and I just said yes. Like I literally had to take a moment because that movie. Yeah, I had it on my list. I was like, "How do you not remember this film, Lupita?" Yeah, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. That's all I gotta say. um, Oh my god, it's it's a brilliant movie. It is a very hard movie to watch. Extremely, Um, I haven't watched it again. Especially knowing that it happened. Like this is based off a true story. This happened. It's very hard to watch, but it is truly a beautiful movie to watch. Um, very much the diametric opposite of Wolf of Wall Street, where as much as, as there's some bad things happen, there's a lot of silliness and frivolity. There is virtually no silliness or frivolity mm-hmm. in 12 Years a Slave. There's none, even uh, in Happy Moments. Yeah, Ugh. but uh, it, is, it is very much a beautiful film. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Um, Wolf, like I said, Wolf will always be like a, a great movie that I can just put on and just sort of shut my brain off and watch 12 years a slave. I own it. Like I said, I, I saw it in theaters. I bought it when it came out. I have not watched it since the lot since I opened it when I bought it. Cause it's a very hard movie to get through. Uh, and definitely a bit of a downer. Uh, but it does, I mean, it does ha- ultimately have a happy ending. It's just, that you go through a lot with these characters before you get to that happy ending. So mm-hmm. that's my, mm-hmm. that's my pick. So there you go. Brittany. I, uh, I feel like I already know your vote after that very strong endorsement for yes. 12 years of sleep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the movie that's made me love Lupita Nyong'o. So like 12 years of slave, you got it. All it's right. hard to watch again, but man, you only need to watch it once to know. Yeah. It's a, it's a film that I've been meaning to see. I haven't, and I, I just, I can't give a vote to I, a film I haven't seen and I have seen Wolf of Wall Street and also agree that it's fantastic. So it's a quick, easy vote for me. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street for me. All right, Steve. Uh, yeah, Matt, I, I was sort of questioning why you would at the last minute, like sabotage yourself by like switching to all these other movies. But on this one, um, yeah, no, you know, it was crickets for me be- when you said uh, 12 Years a Slave because the impact of the movie just sort of washed over me. And I, you know, I didn't know what to say. And and that's that's really the impact of the movie for me. Like, I, I think that uh, this was a good uh a good, uh, I'd forgotten that movie had come out that year. So yeah, no, I actually, I'm going to go with the 12 years of slave. Yeah. You know, it's good when you go silent for a few seconds and you're like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, it wasn't because we didn't like the choice it's because <laughs> the movie like came back to yeah, us. Flash back to your we, eyes. We're yeah. Speechless. Oh God. Yeah. And then there's scenes that just will live with you forever. Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Good Lord. Yep. Um, yeah. Don't, so I'm going with, please don't bring it up. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now and I'm just like sweating. Oh God. Um, so I'm also going to go with 12 Years a Slave. I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. So oh, um, no. I will one, see it one, one day. One, one time it actually went in Matt's favor. Yeah, so Matt Moore. <laughs> Matt Moore's favor. All right. Don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. 
<laughs> Matt Moore <laughs> gets the point, and it is tied up at three, three. to three. Three all. Oh, so no. now we're headed into 2014. Mr. Moore, what did you um, think? I, I have, I've talked about this movie at great length. I talked about it at great length when we did our episode. Yeah. My pick for 2014 is, was, and always will be John Wick. Uh, I can't not talk about that movie. I love it. Um, the place that I'm working at, because we have uh, we have TVs around where I was working. Uh, so especially late at night, the John Wick series would always end up getting put on by some of my favorite bartenders. I'd go up, grab a drink, and be like, oh, yeah, it's John Wick 2. Like, how do you know? I'm like, I know. I literally just, I could walk into 10 seconds. I know exactly where it is in the series watching the scene. I'm like, it's that movie. Um, and it's just, it's a great movie. It's such a good time watching it. It is such a pure action film, but it actually has really solid performances, like acting-wise, which is, again, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't always get that in action films where you'll have great action sequences yeah. and questionable acting. This one has great acting and great action sequences. You, you can't lose out watching these movies. Uh, and the more you watch them, the more you want to watch them. Like, you know, every you watch John Wick 2, you want a third one. You, you know, I watched John Wick 3 recently. And I'm like, well, I want more. <laughs> uh, they just, they're great movies. They're fun. The more you learn about that universe, the more you want to know about that. That's, it'll always be my pick. John Wick 4, mm. Matrix 4, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next year's going to be crazy. Oh, Lord. Two years worth of movies in one. Yeah. <laughs> so my Keanu-sans pick... continues. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my pick for 2014 is probably, I, I think it's Julian's favorite Marvel movie, is Captain America Winter Soldier. If... Yeah. You you talk about a movie that oh, damn. raised the stakes in this terms one's gonna of, be stressful, guys. In oh, terms yeah. of yeah. the whole mm-hmm. of the Marvel universe. Like they're like the elevator fight scene is still one of the most amazingly choreographed fight scenes in any movie in like the last like mm-hmm. ten to twenty years. Like the whole thing, like anybody wanna get off? And then like the, and then everything that comes after that, like the next several minutes of after that, like that alone like made this movie like amazing, but just the plot, the whole thing of Hydra has infiltrated shield and the ramifications mm-hmm. it had for the entire universe, the whole thing. I mean, with Bucky coming back and the emotional like tug of war that cap has with that is, I mean, it's mm-hmm. winter soldier is I would easily put it in the top three Marvel movies. And it's just a fantastic, even taking it outside of the Marvel universe, it would have been a fantastic movie on its own. And and that's what makes it so good is that sure. It has kept captain America in the movie title, but you literally could have called this movie, the winter soldier mm-hmm. and people would have gone to see it as this just amazing spy thriller that it is. Um, I love the play between um, Black Widow and Cap, especially yep. in this. Like, mm-hmm. you're not quite sure if you should trust Nat in this movie, and I really like that. And so, you, you mean you you eventually are able to, but like, it's cool. It's you just don't. It's one of those great like, who's the bad guy? Who do you trust? Who don't you trust? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously setting up Marvel. I mean, uh, Shield versus Hydra, you know, and then go that going into uh, Agents of Shield as well. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. My favorite Marvel movie, it is quite possibly in my, maybe my favorite movie or, you know, in the top five at least. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, man. I do, yeah. I do like Winter Soldier. <laughs> I do enjoy this movie. However, it is, it, it, this is one of the ones where it started to enter into when I was picking movies. I had to look at the, the, the cinematic world overall, which is I love Winter Soldier. If you have not seen the first Avenger, however, a lot of what happens in that movie doesn't have the same significance. Like there his relationship with Bucky. Oh, yeah, Bucky. But, because, yeah. but it's technically with, a with, sequel. With Bucky, so. 
but that's yeah now that's just for me it's i always find it difficult with with sequels if you're gonna if you haven't yeah. seen it like if a movie can stand alone by itself absolutely i don't know if winter soldier is able to stand alone without a broader knowledge of what had happened before it like the whole bit with arnim zola if you don't know who he is you don't care like it doesn't mean anything to you oh well, yeah but that's but once again if you walked into say john wick 2 you'd be like what the hell is going on what's who is this what's but this is we are talking about john wick one i know but i'm saying you're, you're trying yeah. to say like a, a sequel right. isn't as established as a first as movie. far as zola goes i mean you could just see him as yeah. just evil computer nazi evil nazi well. man yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no i, I am know not but German. Again, i am swiss <laughs> Yeah, and again, it wasn't. Uh, I, I, like I said I love the movie, but again, there's a lot of stuff. Like even the relationship with Bucky, there's if you don't have you haven't seen where that started, you it doesn't have the same significance. I feel me. like I feel like the movie could have if you had, as Julian said, if you took it out of the MCU, you could have rewritten this movie to the point where like, oh, we were war buddies together, we were in Iraq yeah. or something like that, and blah blah blah, yes. and it would have still fit. You didn't need to be like we were in World War Two because everybody been like, what? Yeah. yeah, but but that's the key is you had to rewrite it for that to happen. Well, that's just, yeah, that's just minor, yeah. so that's minor, like, plot alteration. Ooh, this is I good. It's getting so. testy. Now that we're tied, like I'm going to start nitpicking shit. That's what I like. All right, I think uh, like, voting's on, so on can, your side. Can we side point out film? that um, if we would have kept it without changing, you guys would have just had the first four films, like, the same, I, I was prepared to go to my second. We could have tied <laughs> all four to begin with. That's true. Yep. But no, no, no. I, again, I, I do love Winter Soldier. I'm not, I'm not belittling it. I just had to, I had to nitpick it because that was one of the ones I loved, but there were aspects of it where if you hadn't seen uh, the first Captain America, you would have been a little bit lost. Not much, but just a little bit. Well, you could also nitpick John Wick because you're telling me the son of this mob boss has no idea who the hell Baba Yaga is or anything. <laughs> like, like, he's just like, well, he well, is like, a dumbass. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> a, dumbass, a dumbass, but you think he being involved in his dad's business, his dad would have been like, hey, this guy, don't fuck with him ever. Like, don't piss yeah. him off. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he, he literally has no idea. He has never even heard of John Wick when when he exactly. basically like breaks into his house. So yeah, yeah, and he wants to be a would be gangster. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, right. no, it's, but that's just I had to, I had to throw that out there for my own peace of mind. But again, I, you're fine. Not belittling, not belittling. <laughs> just had to interject that bit. All right, I guess <laughs> we're starting on our side. Uh, I'm gonna All go right. with you, Steve, because I have to think about this. Oh man, so I gotta be the first one to pick. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nice. Sorry, Steve. All right, well, what what I've been thinking, you know, I, I think you guys both make good points. I mean, I I don't totally agree with what you're saying, Matt. I do think Winter Soldier is Winter Soldier for me is significant in that they started to sort of I think experiment with a little bit, like after they established that they could do these like you know introduction movies and then avengers you know and actually bring them together winter soldier i think had a, a very different tone obviously because it was sort of the first where it's like there's like a serious problem here and it's not like just a superhero problem you know like there's a there's a split you know and and it and it runs really deep you know and so it wasn't just simply oh punch the supervillain in the face right now mm -hmm. now we have a real issue and i and it and and the fact that all those characters were able to rise to that occasion i thought was quite powerful um, but, uh, but then, you know, you bring up John Wick and like the thing with John Wick is, you know, like this is a movie made by stunt people, you know, like this is yeah. a work of love by stuntmen and, um, and, and then you've got Keanu Reeves who, you know, hasn't aged this, this immortal vampire right? <laughs> and, and he just carries like this, you know, like he's so perfect for it. Right. Cause he's, mm -hmm. you know, they keep asking him, you know, you keep asking me if I'm back. Right. And he doesn't lose it until like right at the perfect, you know, moment, you know, and, and it just, he just sustains. So I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to 
God, oh man, it's so hard to pick between the two. But you know, I, I don't know. Actually, I, I think I have to go with more on this one. I think um, in terms of impact on cinema, like yeah, I love Winter Soldier and I love what it did to the Marvel universe. It it definitely pushed the stakes up and it 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 elevated the MCU absolutely. But in terms of overall like movies, I do think John Wick is a really significant action movie. Um, I actually don't like the sequels as much, but I think the very first movie was really cool because it had that intrigue of there being a world to explore. Um, I want to see more of them, but um, I kind of liked just the amount that they tease in the first film. But in any case, uh, I'm going to go with John Wick. Oh, God damn, you made that harder for me, Steve. (laughs) I know. That's why I didn't want to go first. (laughs) Because Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, no, it's definitely one of the top, top Marvel yeah. movies. Absolutely. Hands but, down. Oh, man. John Wick. And I, I love me some John Wick. I love me some um, Winter Soldier. Oh, man. But I really love me some Keanu Reeves, which is why, Matt Moore, you're like tugging at my heartstrings here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I have such a respect for stuntmen because I have a bunch of friends that are stunt people. So, mm. I, I'm, I, I'm going I'm to low key help sway you right now. And everyone else hasn't decided. I have three words for you. With a pencil. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't happen in this movie, though. No. I wanted to be a stunt (laughs) actor for the longest time. They only talk about it. It only happens in John Wick 2. With a pencil. See, I I would argue that's the thing. I'm I'm not as keen on the sequels. I I like that they had that lore and they didn't have to show all of it. Yeah. But I love the lore. Like It was one of the movies where I'm like, I want to know more about everything. And every time they announce something and they're like, we're going to expand the universe. We're going to have a TV series. I'm like, Shit, yes. Yes. Yeah. Give me more. Give yeah. me more, John. With this one, it was just the fact that they, like, the, the way they told that story, where he's like, you have this badass gangster. He's like, kill these men with a fucking pencil. And you're just like, go, oh, God. Like, cause you could pay instantly, you could picture him doing that. And you're like, oh, that's terrifying. And I mean, we've seen Joker society. do it. Yeah. Oh, Except John, yeah, John, exactly. Wick roll, John Wick rolls through everybody until he gets to the old Russian mob boss who he gets into a fist fight <laughs> with and has to take several minutes <laughs> to beat him. So, Eric, as, oh, Eric man, as much as I love the elevator scene, I'm going with John Wick. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. All right. That's how he gets you. Brittany. Yeah. <sighs> um,. I'm going to have to go with Captain America Winter Soldier just because like I love this movie and I think it's the best characterization for the characters that are in it in any of the Marvel films. Like this is the one that really drove home who Captain America is, who Bucky is. Actually yeah, did true. Black Widow really well. Damn well. And then like mm-hmm. immediately yeah. afterwards they destroyed all of them in like Age of Ultron shit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the one that after I saw it, I was like, thank you. This makes sense. This is Hydra. This is Shield. This is what we're standing for. This is how Captain America deals with the world, how it is now. It is not like yeah. the 1940s. Yeah. This is the government taking too much control and he realizes it. This is, mm-hmm. you know, militarization that shouldn't be happening. This is the shit that like it's, ver- it's very topical. Warned us about. Exactly. It's topical. So, like the idea of neo-Nazis infiltrating the government. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. And it was like yeah. thematically important very for the time period now. it came out in. Yeah. Julian, you got the... Uh, well, oh, I, so, so it's going to be a tie, but I do want to say, like, I don't want to make this sound like this is like a super easy decision, even though it, it pretty much is. <laughs> oh, really is. I love John Wick. Yeah, I think tough. it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the fact that it's all over a pit bull because I am a pit bull owner. Um, and he, oh, no, it's yeah. not a pit bull at the beginning. It's a beagle. It's a puppy. It's yeah, a pit bull puppy. And I have a beagle. That's what too. makes it worse. And it gets a pit bull. He's yeah. so little. Um, and 
I, I, I love that his revenge is based on someone killing his dog and it's just brilliant. Mm. And it has one of my other favorite actors who is the voice of Zavala in destiny and also in, oh, yeah. in fringe. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, I can't think of his name. I can't either, but uh, Lance, uh, Lance, Lance Henriksen. Redding. No, no, Lance Redding. Redding. Yeah. Sorry. the older white the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, everything, I, I don't need to repeat everything Brittany just said because she took the words right out of my mouth. But I also give. I do that oft. Oft, yes. <laughs> uh, everything she just said. Plus, um, we talked about it again. I'm going to reference back to the episode we just recorded because it's fresh on my mind. Henry Jackman's freaking amazing score for this film. Yeah. Uh, really yeah, helped makes it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it is one of my favorite films, if not my favorite film. So yes, Winter Soldier. And again, we four are, four four four. <laughs> Don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. She held together. I love this baby. And that was a tough are, round. It was a really tough round. I like it. It would be easier if like w- even one of our mats was just like bad at picking movies, but like you're both yeah. good and they're always good movies. I think, I think Matt, Matt is the better arguer between us. He's the better. The other Matt is the I will, better I will give him that. I will give him that. But Matt, you yeah, have, he likes you talking. Have, you have good, you have good comebacks. Like that wasn't in that movie. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your shit. So, I mean, you both know your shit. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, all right. We are into so it's making it so fun. 2015 and Matt, your Mr. Rapper. So, this movie took a character who hadn't been in movies forever, but Mad Max Fury Road, uh, truly like a masterfully made movie. I mean, the fact like just reading the stuff that went on behind the scenes, because some people I know who are kind of more involved in Hollywood had said that like when they do like chase scenes, they actually speed up the film to make it seem like they're going faster than they really are. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in this movie, they actually were doing all that shit. Like, it's jumping. all real. Yeah, like there was no, like mm-hmm. there was very little CG used for like the actual crashes and obviously people flying off and getting The killed. dude playing the guitar alone. Oh my God, man. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's a 20th level bard right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I live, I die, I live again. But the, the whole thing, I mean, at first I remember I was a little like eh about the movie because I was like Tom Hardy didn't really talk but then the more I kind of thought about it like the dude's basically a wild animal it wasn't about him I know and and at first but then I was like yeah it's not his story and then I kind of researched the older Mad Max movies and was like that's how it's always been like Matt Max is just a dude who wanders the wastelands and gets caught up in other people's stories and it's just kind of the camera if you will follows him Mm -hmm. but it's not Mm -hmm. his story and this movie totally fit within the Mad Max universe. Like, like obviously Charlize Theron as Furiosa, it was amazing, awesome, powerful. Like she kicked ass in every, in all the right ways. I never questioned anything about her character. Cause you know, sometimes once in a while you'll see a female character do stuff and you're kind of like, is this, that doesn't seem real to me, but Furio- like when they fight in heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all hate it. We don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me take my oh, hold heels up. off first. For hold up. Ass. Matt froze yeah i'm, I'm back oh, i'm okay. back but yeah my, mad max my connection's fury- getting a little touchy so just in case i die again okay but yes mad max fury road was my pick for 2015 it's it's a incredible movie i cannot recommend it enough for people so all right matt moore and again my my choice for 2015 was originally mad max fury road it will always always be one of my favorites there's another I, I threw in a dark horse change up for this one. It's only because I had not actually seen it when I made the list. Oh, and oh. as much as I absolutely love Mad Max Fury Road, um, especially because they've started pre-production on on the Furiosa movie officially, although it's in pre because they can't mm-hmm. film anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it's keeping that alive. My choice for 2015 is the movie Mr. Holmes. 
Mr. Holmes. Great. I, I feel like I've heard of it. It's yeah, oh, Ian McKellen, McKellen. 93 year old Sherlock Holmes, uh, who is in the, the basically at the end of his life. Uh, he's suffering from uh, the loss of his mental faculties. And it's basically him trying to remember the last case that he actually had. Uh, he knows that he didn't like the outcome and that he didn't like how Watson wrote it, but he can't remember why. So there, it's the relationship of him and the son of his, uh, basically his uh, nurse, uh, forming a relationship. And then yeah. through that, him remembering what happened in his last case. It is an absolute tour de force mm-hmm. uh, of Ian McKellen, hands down. Um, it is a beautiful movie. It is a, it is a movie that will make you It's cry. so sad. It's so sad, but it's so beautifully sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I put this in as a dark horse because I hadn't seen it when I made my list. I, it was on my list. I'm like, I should watch this eventually. And then I watched it and I was just like, this is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, again, one of those that I guarantee most people have seen I have seen, seen it. it. It took me a minute to uh, remember, but I did. I, I saw it with Karen. Uh, I think we watched it on demand one, one night uh, a while ago. Uh, yeah. It is... Yeah. It is fantastic, and it is. It is a tearjerker, and Ian yeah. McKellen is so damn good in it. He is so so good. Yeah. I don't want to see it because it'll make me think of Ian McKellen like, dying, and that's not a world. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. That's not a world I want to live in. Damn it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I think at this point he is virtually immortal <laughs> because he's looked exactly the same age for the last twenty. Him and Patrick Stewart, did you see him right? in Cats? <laughs> did you see him in Cats? That is the bar. Yeah. Oh, he, I'm just saying. No, you know what? As much as I hate that movie, he he, he hit sold my heartstrings it. with his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because and only because I have worked with actors that are of, of that age and he knows his craft enough to be like that's the kind of stuff that you see these older British actors do. Like licking milk directly like, out of a bowl <laughs> in a cabinet on I'm, purpose? I just t- it, it was not milk, it was water out of the top of a of a there drum. I just, I just, I just hope when Ian dies he comes back as Ian remember. the White or something like that. I hope that. he comes back as a jello cat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Ian the White. Um, Brittany, your vote for 2015. Okay, um, I haven't seen the other film. So I've only seen Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I love Ian McKellen. So hopefully I will see that one now. I'm just going to make a list of like movies I have to watch. Um, (laughs) But Mad Max Fury Road, like that is one of my top films of all time. That movie, like the soundtrack, I drove home from that movie playing the soundtrack with the windows down in my car, just screaming out the window with my cousin. (laughs) We were were like, I live, I die, I live again. Like freaking out. I I, I pictured pictured Brittany being like, shiny and chrome. You can listen to that soundtrack while like doing the dishes and like you're immediately amped up. I played a bar, uh, sorry, a barbarian in one of my D&D campaigns and my I would like to rage music was this soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah, I love it because it's not amazing. only like feminist, but it's just like awesome action. I have so much respect for stunt actors and that movie really put to the forefront how important they are. And the fact that they're like, why don't they get yeah. awards? This is ridiculous. The two mm-hmm. main stunt actors fell mm-hmm. in love while filming this. Oh, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's my vote. Fun fact. <laughs> I'm full of fun facts. That's like all I do. Puns and fun facts. It's true. Um, <laughs> nice. Matt, you got me, you got me tough on this man. Cause, uh, God damn, do I love Fury Road. But even though it took me a minute to remember, I it, it is all coming back to me now with Mr. Holmes. And I'm actually getting a little mm. emotional thinking about that movie. It is it is such a hard-hitting film. It is so good. His relationship with that boy in that film, I, I can't remember. Oh. Like, oh, it is so good. Um, it's really hard. Oh, man. I'm like Eric with Winter Soldier and John Wick right now. <laughs> Oh, Don't worry. I'm, th- I'm thinking the same thing for these two movies. Damn it. 
<laughs> I can't make it easy for you guys. Take like, the fun out of me. I, I feel like I have to give it to what's giving me like a reaction right now. And that is not Fury Road. It is Mr. Holmes. So I am going with what is getting me like emotional now and then giving it to Mr. See, Holmes. See, he's not being Furiosa. He's being, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, he's already shaming me, so I'm not even going to continue. Disappointed! <laughs> I love it. Shame me all you want. All right, Steve, your choice. Um, man, Matt, I mean, you're you're messing things up. I haven't seen Mr. Holmes, so I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't vote for it. But I mean, the way you guys have been talking oh, about sure. it, like, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta write this one down. Like, that's gonna be the. It's on. It's on Canadian yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Check nice, it out. Nice. Like, um. It may not be your top pick of the year, but it's definitely no, that people. Should no, I need watch I need to see else. it. I I yeah, I completely forgot that movie existed, and I never saw it. So, uh, and I mean, I guess just to be consistent with what I've been picking so far, I mean, Fury Road is just it's. I always thought it was a groundbreaking movie, and I always felt you know like it would be one of the next like you know like the next Terminator Two in terms of its like importance to action movies. And I don't know the, whether that's actually happened or not, but nevertheless, at the time when I watched it, and you know when I think on it now, um, yeah, it is just such a uh, an amazing like for him to have worked on it for all those years, you know, probably tweaking it, you know, in the back of his mind, and and it just it just it just really is like a really well realized. Uh, setting and world and and the performances are just it's just so crazy you know so so yeah so it's a witness me i will give a shout out in mr holmes to laura linney who plays his housekeeper yes. because she was wonderful as well um but i am gonna go with mad max just because that was my favorite film of that year as much as Mr. Holmes is great, you should also check out the, the book it's based on, A Slight mind, uh, slight Trick of the Mind. So this is, is Mad uh, Max hmm, Beyond yeah. Thunder Holmes? Dude, guys, I love Mad Max, so you don't want to know. It, it is the film I pick, yeah. Um, so I, I am going to give the point in a second, but that was like, that was tough. I win the points was, this round. That was really tough. <laughs> yeah, Brit, Brit wins that one. Brittany, Brittany gets all the sound. Uh, so point goes to... She held together. I love this baby. Fucking <laughs> damn it. A slim but lead nonetheless. 5-4. I'll probably lose it this next round. Because I kind of want to change my top movie for this no, next year. But I don't want to do that. <laughs> all right. 2016, Mr. Moore. Um... You know what? This was this was again one when I brought it up. A lot of people forgot that it came out this year because, or it came out in 2016. Uh, it was M Night Shyamalan's Split, um, mm. the the sort of backdoor sequel to Unbreakable, and what what led up to the potentially great Glass that sort of fell short of its potential. But we don't talk about that movie. We're talking about Split. Um, dang, this movie is impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the first time that Shyamalan actually had created a sort of Shyamalan verse, if you will. <laughs> the Shyamalan yeah, verse? The it, it was like a planned trilogy that he wanted to do for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. What a twist. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a twist. But yeah, no, it just uh, tour de force performances across the board. It, brilliant movie to watch. Um, I, I covered a lot of this when I made my when I made it my pick when I did our episode, so I'm not going to rehash it, but... Uh, it definitely, definitely brought Shyamalan kind of back to the forefront of people going like, oh man, this guy can make great movies. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. 
that's all I really got to say about it. Cause again, it, it then gets followed by the movie that came after it, which I was not as happy with, but this was, I mean, you know, McAvoy, what can I say? I mean, yeah. I have a love for Shyamalan and like, he films yeah. a lot out of like PA and Philly. So like I have a yeah. love for him for many reasons, but there are some of his yeah. films that are like very hit or miss. Uh, the happening, about the happening, the happening. Yeah. Yeah. call it the crappening. Um, <laughs> I was uh, talking about yeah. the one that will not be named because I already talked about it before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll yeah. take any of his films over that one. Yeah. But yeah, no, this, that was my pick. It was a great, it was a little uh, dark horse entry when I did it. Uh, but a hundred percent I split for me. Mr. Rappert. Um, as I said, I almost wish I'd changed my top pick for this year because the more I've been thinking about it, the more I would then do change it. it. But well, he change did. it, do it. All do right. It. So do it. Ori- do my it. original, my do original it. top pick was Captain America Civil War. But the more I've been, I've been thinking about it for a while and I got to go with Rogue One. Yes. The soundtrack, like, first of all, Rogue One, like, like, yeah, some of the characters were a little more underutilized than others, but like the whole idea of the suicide mission of dying mm-hmm. for a cause and all that stuff like that. Also, it's it's a Star Wars movie that didn't have a lot of the magical space wizard crap in it. Like, and don't get me wrong, I love the Jedi. I love all that. Yeah. And but like it did the force, but it did it in a real way where somebody could actually like believe in it. You know, like Donnie Yen, like I am one with the force and the force is with me. Like that would almost be a force, prayer. Force with me. That would be a prayer you would actually expect someone in this universe to be saying the whole time. And it drives home that whole thing of like, how are these dudes always missing these people when they're shooting at them? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that whole little line with Donnie Yen and Donnie Yen is a phenomenal actor. Who Are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> Shameless plug, your martial arts yeah, march. Yes, my martial arts march, see, watching Ip Man, seeing Don, made me appreciate Donnie Yen even more. But yeah. also, like, I would say that this movie helps set up things like The Mandalorian because I think it kind of gave people a taste of that whole, like, hey, what if we did right. Star Wars, but there were no Jedi involved? Yeah. And mm-hmm. people started to think, yeah, that would be something I would love to see. And Rogue One, to me, set that up. I love Civil War. As I said, it was my original pick, but I got it. The more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Rogue One was the better mm-hmm. movie. The soundtrack, especially when- Michael Giacchino. Yeah, when, especially right when they're getting ready to fire the Death Star and like the whole, the chorus building and everything, when Tarkin's just like, you may fire when ready. And that whole thing that's building in the background, awesome, awesome moment. And sorry, I God. love that movie. Oh, sorry, yeah. But, and also like, and it did give you a little bit of, of the lightsaber stuff with Darth Vader at the end, which was like one of the most holy Ooh. shit That's moments. That's how you need to feel when you see Darth Vader. Yeah, that was, I forgot that. Yeah, that was I, the thing where people were like, damn, this dude really is dangerous. He doesn't just pine after Luke the entire time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so conflicted about that sequence because I absolutely, personally, I loved that sequence, but the ending of that sequence screwed up the continuity of the films for me in a way that I've, I've it just made Leia before. seem like that much more of a badass where she's like, who me? I couldn't have any plans possibly <laughs> on a mission. <laughs> yeah. just I more couldn't funny. possibly have plans that you literally just watched us steal and chased us for five minutes. Hey, that, that girl watches her something. whole planet explode. I think it gives it a little more weight. She's like, I'm lying for Alderaan. Yeah. I love Alderaan Alderaan reasons. Reasons. Yeah. I love, I love the fact yeah. from the robot chicken where he's like, I'm so sad. Ben's gone. Oh, are you upset about an old man dying? I just watched my entire planet get vaped. Oh, my favorite part um, is like we talk- her fake accent up until like the Alderaan explodes, then she Ameri- oh, then yeah, has yeah, her American she- accent. <laughs> uh, no more faking it. Yeah. But I will, again, with Rogue One, I will say the fact that they, they were able to give a 
supporting actor credit to Peter Cushing, who had been dead for like what fifteen <laughs> years by that yeah, point, yeah. Yeah. was a, was phenomenal to watch. Agreed. Mm. And uh, they have that little care that Carrie Fisher cameo, rest in peace, because she had passed right before that. Yep. Yeah. Um, was beautiful to see, but yeah, it was it was cool to see that they used the technology for good as opposed to evil. Yeah. All right. I think it's our our yeah, side to our side. Yeah, go first. All right, Steve. I know what you're picking. I know. I mean, Eric's here <laughs> grinning because literally like four days ago, I was bitching about Rogue One. I'm the only person on the entire planet who thinks the movie's highly overrated, but I'm just going to say not like... the only person. No, I, I... Well, I don't know. I seem to be the only one who complains about it. I just didn't think it quite lived up to what it was trying to do, and um, and I thought the fan service was really heavy-handed. Mm. Um, but I do think anyone who likes Star Wars has to watch it. I absolutely would say, yes, if you like Star Wars, if you like the universe... It's probably one of the only new movies I would say you you should watch absolutely, and um, and it's a good movie, you know. But I think it's like you know a six or a seven, you know, at best. But that's just me. Um, so anyway, that's why that's why Eric was laughing because I, I literally was like just, just <laughs> on totally Wednesday you were talking about my, <laughs> losing my crap about it like four days ago. But anyway, yeah. um, but uh, that withstanding, uh, split. Uh, yeah, I you know McAvoy, uh, you know has done a lot of great stuff, but that movie I really believed like those personalities. I really believed like the things that he did, and then also to have um, you know all the additional performances. Um, yeah, I mean I don't really care that it was part of a, a weird trilogy that didn't really pan out. Um, the movie in and of itself is just extremely strong, and um, and I I always you know in terms of like. Uh, is it a horror? I don't even know that like, it's, it's just, it's like a type of film that does what it's trying to do extremely well. And I don't know that they'd be able to do another film quite like that. So um, the, uh, for me, the last time I saw a movie that handled that kind of material as well was uh, when Lithgow did raising Kane. Back yeah, in the I 80s. haven't seen that. Okay. It's, mm. uh, it's a, again, just, if you like, if you like seeing actors working against type, John Lithgow in that movie is terrifyingly phenomenal. Mm. Well, Lithgow is, yeah, he's really talented yeah. at being super creepy when he needs to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I also really like Split. So yeah. So my vote goes with Split. Yeah. And no surprise here being a big Star Wars fan. Thank you for not picking Civil War because I was going to go yeah. for Split over yeah. that. Um, uh. But I'm going with Rogue One. Sorry, Matt. More. Trail is um, <laughs> real. I do, I do love me some Star Wars. I think that's the. I think that is the only film you can watch in the last ten years from Star Wars. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, everything else has really disappointed me. Um, but I love it. I think I think the characters are great. I know. I know. I know. I know. Steve has some um, issues with a couple of the secondary characters, and I have those same issues. But still, Rogue One is is my film for that. Okay, right this one's a tough one for me. Um, because I loved Unbreakable, love Split. I think it's the reason, like, James McAvoy, I don't know how he he deserves awards for that performance. Like, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Like, other actors have tried to do so and have not achieved that sort of range in characters all in one film. They're extremely believable. Like, you know you're watching him, but at the same time, you're like, oh, well, this is, you know, this character or that character. Like, Patricia. <laughs> you know, it's like, he, cha- he changes his yeah, stance he changes. slightly. You yeah. know it's a different character. Yeah, instantly. he changes everything about himself. Like, between, it's not just like doing hokey voices, you know. He does yeah. carry himself differently as each person in an extremely believable way. And, um, but like, Rogue One that year, that was my film of the year. I remember that I think I was graduating college that year. I'm aging myself to you guys. I'm very young. Um, (laughs) But 
when it came out, it was very important when this movie came out. We live in the U.S. A certain election happened that year. Oh, this was a very yeah, anti-war yeah. film. The key line was rebellions are built on hope. There were people that were ready to just like give up on everything. And it, like I just remember this movie hitting a specific way because of that. Like I was one of those people that was like, you know, like I'm gay. And to have someone elected that way, I was just like, this is rough. This is directly affecting my life in certain ways. And to like, I love Star Wars and I have a movie that had a certain message where it's like, it's okay. We're going to keep fighting the good fight regardless of if that film was depressing. Yeah. They got wiped out, but the rebellion continued on the backs of those that, you know, unfortunately had to die and carry on. So I don't know. That movie just like hit different that year. I'm sure if I would have watched it at like a later time or maybe if it came out a few years earlier, it would have felt differently. But Rogue One, I was like, wow, this is. I put that up there with like top anti-war films of all time. Like it's to me, it's not just a Star Wars story, even though, oh, look at me yeah. plugging this. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's like a very like humanist sort of story. So mm-hmm. uh, it, and you can cut that out if you have to or whatever. I don't know if you want to keep in. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, oh, no, no we'll keep that. Like, I try not to be like political and yeah. stuff, but like it, that oh, yeah. just coming from a gay woman, like that movie was like, holy shit. This is like yeah. the struggle we're going through right now. This is the don't lose your hope. Rebellions are built yeah. on hope. Mm-hmm. It's also the only Star Wars film that is multicultural. Like yes. the yeah. majority yeah. of the cast Very is not white, so. which is That's just also what I liked as, about it. Yeah. I was like, look at this mm-hmm. diversity. You all die, but yeah. like at least it was diverse while we had it. <laughs> but it shows, that, it shows that it actually existed in that universe. Not everyone was like an old British man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I will. I will say, thank God, because I remember. I remember from the trailer. Thank God they cut that line, though. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Yeah, that, that, that line yeah. made me cringe every time I saw it in the trailers. But thank God mm-hmm. they removed it. And I mean, it, it is getting its own kind of sort of spinoff. I can't well, wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see them follow that storyline of that time frame before Rogue One, just with all that, because I think that's where we're going to see the potential of seeing. A more multicultural performance. Yeah. Cassian Andor, K two SO love story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, and also can, the fact that yeah. that uh, they you know they're they're given uh, they're giving them work, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, and if um if it crosses over with Rebels, which is the best Star Wars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love bit, that. Yeah, Shameless plug. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rebels, Rebels is crossing over with the Mandalorian officially. Yeah, once so. they get back into production. We, we doing it all. We doing it all. No, no, it's, it's uh, done production, Matt. Um, oh, is it? it? Yeah. They already filmed her? Yeah, they just, they're not showing anything from her. No, oh, that's that's fine. I was yeah. more worried about the fact they weren't, that they hadn't, you know, they cast her, but they weren't filming it. And I was like, damn it. No, no. tease us with that. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I have a respect for M. Night Shyamalan as a person. Uh, I I like maybe two of his films. I don't I don't love him as much as Britney. Uh, and I mean, did I say I love you him? Did. I, you, you pretty much did. I um, said it's a hit or a miss sometimes. Like I, when he does well, I like him. Me, when he me, doesn't, I hate. Let him. me just put it this way: uh, even though I did see Devil, it was kind of not my choice. So I don't count it as me like actively going to see it. Um, I refuse to see another M Night Shyamalan movie after The Happening because that movie just. <laughs> My, broke my soul. Julian and, just asked what's happening the whole time. I did. It broke my soul in so many different ways. And I just, I can't, uh, having said that, M. Night Shyamalan is very well respected in our community here. He's a good dude. I got lots of respect yeah. for him as a filmmaker, mostly. 
Um, having said that, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie, period. End of story. Same. Uh, it is. And it's funny you're saying it's anti-war, right? Because it is anti-war, but it is also a very, like, cookie-cutter World War II movie. No, that's the, the point. The way in which it's filmed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, where eagles It's about dare. war, but it's yeah. about why war is not okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I love everything about that film. Uh, even CGI Peter Cushing, which I, I'm going to say this. People have, I think, are mixed on that. I feel like you could not have done this story with the way they made it without having Tarkin in it. Yeah, so you I'm, can't not have Tarkin there. That's just, yeah. it's unavoidable given when this movie takes place. Yeah. So, so the, the thing is though, when, when he's reflected in the window, he looked amazing. I mean, they could have probably just done a lot of over, over the shoulder shots and just had him kind of reflected in things. And I think that would have yeah. worked too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's just me being super nitpicky. That doesn't really bother me. Like the way he looked, I don't yeah. really care, yeah. Yeah. but I just, no. I just remember when he was actually like mirrored, it looked perfect. Yeah, like they did, they did the with the way or where tech was when that movie came out, it was the most cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Especially because, like, until you see him on screen, they'd given no indication that that character was in the movie at all. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So then all of a sudden he shows up. I was just like, holy crap, they actually they kept him in. Yeah. Yeah. And he's an actual character. It's not like they're just using old footage. Yeah. Fun fact: so I once that, called that my grandma cool Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> she did not get it. <laughs> I'm I'm almost out of sound bites for you. Anyway, uh, Matt Reppert. She held together. I love this baby. You Fuck. now have a two yeah. point lead, six to four over Matt Moore. I'm 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 lost. Is it us or is it you guys on this? Um, it it oh, is. All right, moving on to 2017, Mr. Rapper, take it away. So, I for 2017, I picked a movie that teared me up more than I thought it would, and for many reasons, and that is Logan, the swan song for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, as well as Patrick Stewart's Professor X. Movie should have been nominated for like a thousand Oscars, and it didn't get anything. I mean, but like mm, the thing is, but well, the thing is though, is that Logan took i mean because hugh jackman has been the face of wolverine in mainstream media for like since the night basically the 90s when the first x-men movies came out but hugh jackman it was a perfect send-off to his character the whole idea of his he's slowly losing his powers and him trying to deal with that and also the fact that professor x basically killed the x-men on accident because he's starting his mind is starting to degenerate patrick stewart did not get enough love for his portrayal of yeah. essentially a mentally broken professor x yeah the scenes in that movie like one of my favorite scenes is that whole thing when he starts having the seizure in the hotel and like yeah. and he's trying to claw his way through the hotel right when they're storming the room and then that whole thing where he's killing them one by one and then of course the end scene with x and then turning it on the grave like i actually like mm-hmm. teared up immediately as soon as that happened i was like oh my god like that is just perfect that's yeah like i if i'd seen the movie in theaters i probably would have just bawled my goddamn eyes out like a baby there in the theater mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, i also have to give a shout out to Stephen merchant in that movie oh, yeah. oh, wow. yes that man and everyone's favorite villain richard e grant <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all right matt moore um, for me, it, it goes back to, I'm st- I stuck with my original choice for this one, which was Jordan Peele's get out. Ooh. Oh, God. Damn. Um, talk about reinventing a genre. Uh, dag, yo, this movie. Uh, I mean, it's again, I, I mentioned it when we, we talked about it and I'll mention it again. I have nothing but respect for a man that can craft an entire film based off a 1980s Eddie Murphy joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
and the fact that he created it and he broke convention in such a brilliant way with this movie. Uh, and then just, and created such a great story. Like it was a story where you never knew, you never knew what the twist was going to be. And even if you thought you knew what it was, the way that he presented it was just brilliant. Every single turn was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a great, a great, great, great thriller horror film for me. Uh, and really brought, you know, Jordan Peele to the, to the forefront of the, this, the, he's not just a funny man. This guy is a brilliant writer. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. Uh, voting, uh, Brittany. <laughs> X-Men's one of my favorite, it, it's my favorite comic book series ever, but I haven't seen Logan. <laughs> I know. What? No, what? I was busy that year. You're allowed to be busy and not see a film. No, you're, <laughs> not. Not. no you're not. How you're... many films on here have you not seen a already? Ton of them. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> as much as I'm a huge X-Men fan and I wanted to see this movie, I missed it when it was in theaters and I haven't seen it yet it's not like it's been playing on tv anyway i'll throw it I'll in your mailbox it. yeah it's i'll have to buy it and watch it i know it's good i've already had everything in their movie ruined for me by people because they oh. don't know i haven't seen it but it's fine i'll still love it i'll still cry you know me anyway <laughs> that being said i did see get out i love get out that movie was incredible um the whole movie, I was extremely stressed because the whole time I kept saying, get out, get out of the house. Get, like, I was like, these white people cannot be trusted. Get out of here. And um, like that movie, oh, everything about it from the soundtrack, you got, oh my God. You got Childish Gambino like immediately in the beginning and you're just like, this sets the, mm. to the tone for the film. You have weird stuff happening. Yeah. The other people in the house, like the quote help are not acting normal. And I'm just like, these are like, I called some of like the plot twist too. I was just like, this is not normal. This feels like, I don't want to ruin it for yeah. listeners. And the, the lead, but, the um, lead bad guy was, uh, what's his name from, uh, from, uh, the tea scene alone with the, yeah. the spoon. I like yeah. everybody after they see that movie does that with their tea for a little yeah. bit, just to like mess with other people. And mm. you know, if somebody else yeah. has seen get out, the they're like, Wing. can you stop? Oh, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Moving your tea like that. Yes. Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That, oh, he was the dad. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's where he I knew was. him from. Um, yeah. Which for me, that's how I knew he was evil right away. Yeah. Like you were like, can't trust him. <laughs> can't trust him. Yeah. Um, but the end of the movie really got me. Um, like as soon as like the cop cars show up and you hear like, you know, you yeah. see the lights and the siren. Cause you know, like you as a viewer are like, oh no, cops, this is yeah. how it looks like. He's a black man. But like he continues to turn everything on its head. And that's why I love Jordan Peele and yeah. I watch anything he does. Like I already yeah. liked his comedic sketches and now I know. I trust him with anything. I'll watch whatever movie he yeah. does. So get out to my vote. Yeah. I, I, Maybe I do one like, day if I see Logan, I'll be able to <laughs> change, but I really do like get out. I have a feeling you would stick with get out. Even if you saw Logan, yeah, get out. Like I don't trust white people. Damn. Okay. I love at the end. You're talking about the ending, like with the police cars. And I just love his friend too. He's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, yeah. like I told that's you. great. But um, like, that's the scariest part of the film for me was when I saw the cop cars at the end. I'm like, oh my god, they're not going to believe him because yeah. he's black, and they're going to yeah. think this is what's yeah. happening. <sighs> yeah, it is a great film. It is a ridiculously great film. Jordan Peele 100 deserved that Best Director Oscar that he got. It has the appeal <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> <in> the <local laughs> home. Talk about wow. coming out in a very important time as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please no, 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 no! That was also 
also made the entirety of that film. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I was like, please yes. get out. No, 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 no. Don't go to the sunken place. I, I have to, unfortunately, give it to Logan, though, as much as I do love Get Out, because one, Wolverine is my favorite X-Men superhero of all time. I love Logan. I love his backstory. I love his character. X-Men Origins is one of my favorite things ever. And I think even more than loving Logan itself, Patrick Stewart, what Matt was saying, Patrick Stewart's performance as this film is what makes it um, so damn good. And uh, I believe this is James Mangold. Um, yeah, completely yeah. screwed out of a best director Oscar. Patrick Stewart screwed out of an Oscar. I don't even I wouldn't say give Hugh Jackman anything, but like no, Hugh Patrick Jackman's Stewart fine. and James Mangold and possibly like a cinematography nod as well. Mm. Uh Logan was just so damn good and, and almost like Winter Soldier, I think breaks the mold a little bit of the superhero yeah. movie and kind of tilts it on its head. So I really respect about that. Having said that, I mean listen, I'm not taking anything away from Get Out. It is ridiculously good. But uh, I just I, I love. Can I say get out of here with that? <laughs> I mean, the re- I mean, there's a, there's a good reason Logan's not on TV. It is not a movie yeah, that's exactly. going to be shown on TV. Yeah. Like it is not way at all. too violent for that. So, yeah. All right, Steve. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, everyone's. I mean, I agree with everything that everyone's saying. I mean, Logan should have been the last X Men film. I think it would have left you know the the property in a, in a sort of a better state. I mean, you know, whatever. It's all going to get rebooted now, or you know, whatever's happening with New Mutants. But um, but Logan was a good uh, a good way to end because um, yeah, like like Winter Soldier, um, it, it elevated it, it took these these fun characters and, and and took them in directions that um, you know, uh, the actors were able to uh to rise to and um and I mean. Last couple of years have been pretty miserable for me because I'm always like arguing about, you know, movies I don't want to talk about right now. But um, one of the things that people like to throw at me is just like, oh, no, you can't you can't do serious movies. You can't do dark movies in those settings. And I'm just like, uh, there's no. Have they read a comic? Have they ever read a comic? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Logan is the penultimate example of how, yeah, you can take established, you know, settings and and go dark and it will work. Mm -hmm. That all being said, um, Get Out was a movie that uh, I it started a conversation uh, for me about uh, perfect films. And I consider Get Out a perfect film because it's pacing, it's acting, um, every single detail, including the color of the clothing. If you watch it, yep. the red and the blue, um, the just every detail, every single detail of the movie, I consider for myself personally perfect. So unfortunately, I yeah, I mean, Logan is a great movie, and this is it's a tough year because you know there were I think maybe actually three movies that year that were like amazing, but mm-hmm. Logan and Get Out were up there. And but for me, I have to give it to Get Out. It just it's just it's just perfect. So what can I say? Yeah, and going off the the details, like his story writing was so good. Like that first scene with the cop when yeah. when she's trying to get the cop not to look at the license, so they don't realize that you know he's going that way and he's going to disappear. Oh man, it's just such a brilliant film. So, and it also I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah. Everything oh lines up. There's everything a lot of that movie up. that's like that. Everything is. Yeah, that and, is one of those movies where everything in it is deliberate, and that's when you know it's good filmmaking because you're like between set design, like everything is thematic, oh. and that's why, like, if you really pay attention to movies, you catch on to it way before the main character. Like, I mean, way like yeah. even mm-hmm. back in the first few scenes, you're like, oh shit. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's and you scary. just take it out the whole time, and you, there's nothing you could do. You're stuck in your chair watching him, and it's just the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also that added element where, as a person of color, meeting your extended family for the first time, and all of them, and it's a, just mm-hmm. this giant white family, it's sort of scary. I, I, yeah. I went with that yeah. with my wife. Yeah. And <laughs> the first time I met her family, there were like 14 of them. So I, mm. I understand yeah. oh, the Jesus. anxiety. And then, like, and then adding that, you're just like, oh, Lord. Or yeah. that, that fact that you, you have that shared look with somebody else in the room that's like you. Mm. Like, women already have this when they're in a room. If there's, like, a lot of men, you look for another woman. Yeah. Or, like, I, as a gay woman, have looked for other people that I can, like, trust in a room. Oh, but, like, that yeah. feeling, I can't even imagine it for, like, I don't have to deal with that based on skin color. But that has to be way more heightened. It, so, it, I'm like, yeah. I get it. I get the fear. It is. It's intense. So, definitely my pick goes to Get Out for bringing all those feelings up. All and, right. Yeah. So, 2018 is our side. So, Matt Moore. Yeah, uh, point Whoa. four. Oh, sorry, my Matt bad. Matt Moore. Don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. I, I got excited. <laughs> it, is now, it is now six to five. Six to five. Oh, Stressful. It's so <laughs> 2018. Um, yeah, God. I almost want to stick with my original pick probably, on this one as opposed to the Probably should. Yeah, this, this film was fun, but I don't know. Best film of 2018. Yeah. I'm not sure about this one. You know one. what? I'm going with my original. I'm not changing it. Um, <laughs> but I will I will say what I had changed it to only because this is getting, you know, no, you know what? Screw it. I'm sticking with my guns. Oh, um, oh Matt. I had originally picked Marvel's Infinity War uh, for reasons that obviously are, are apparent to everyone. <laughs> it was a cinematic watershed. Um, it had literally had taken... A, a universe where things that had not happened, like no one, like no one had, like when the Avengers happened, we talked about this, nothing had been done like that before. Mm-hmm. And then you have something like Infinity War, where so we're crossing over all of the characters and having them work together. And everyone's like, ah, I don't know if it's going to work. And damn it, it worked. Um, well, you've convinced me, Matt. I think you should go with that. <laughs> I'm, going to, I, I'm going to. I'm hemming and hawing. I'm going to stick with my original okay, one on this good. one. I can't. I can't not. Man. We had talked about uh, going to see that film, Infinity War, for such a long time, and then when we saw it together, yeah. so much. Just the, oh the, there was what fifteen of us yeah. that we went took and most saw of that row. We couldn't, we couldn't talk after the. We movie. were crying beside each other. <laughs> we're we were like, like openly, openly weeping, knowing, knowing what yeah. was going to happen, and still, it's like, oh, it just so, punches so, you in all the feels. I'm just, I'm just going to, I picked Infinity War as well, because even yeah. knowing that they weren't going to win when the snap happened, mm-hmm. I literally yeah. was in the theater. I actually went like, holy shit, like, because it yeah. caught me so off guard because the whole like, you know, he hits him in the chest with the axe and he's like, oh, you know, he's like grabbing him yeah. by the head. And you and I mean, yeah. in the back of your mind, you know, there's another movie coming. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, yeah. as soon as he just goes, you should and, have gone for the head and he, yeah. the, the camera pans over to the gauntlet. I was that I, as soon as he snapped, I literally was like, "Oh my!" And they tried God. to throw you off in the trailers by purposely making it look like he didn't have all the stones in that yeah. scene, yes. and like making it look so, like they're yeah. fighting him from getting them, but he already has them. Basically, like, them. Infinity yeah. War did what like everybody was hoping that it would do, and is why theaters instead of clapping at the end, at least in my experience, were left in silence because it had the balls mm-hmm. to not let you have any idea what was going to happen next. You or had, for sure who was still alive yeah, or dead. You had no effing clue yeah. what was coming yeah. next. And even once Endgame came out, you still had no idea how this was going to all end up. It was so freaking I mean, good. Also, like Josh Brolin as Thanos, like 
I yeah. I didn't think like I didn't think I could sympathize with a villain in terms of like just and I mean don't get me wrong he's still an evil hashtag a-hole. Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys it's didn't the see the that, death glare I just gave Julian. Yeah. because I, mean, I know it pisses it's, off Brittany. It's the part but that I mean, gets you is because you under like you can you don't have to like him but you can understand yeah. his yeah. logic. Yes, yeah, yeah, but that was just written for the film and that's not really why he killed half the universe and that pisses me off because I'm a comic book person. Oh no, but if you want to see death and being like in real life he's a genocidal maniac like he does it to impress death and even if you want to change it to be some sort of ecological you know what did it better matrix did that better by being like humans are a plague they're destroying the resources in the world like that Mm. Just, just picture, just picture though this movie Thanos. I wish like, you guys, guys could see Britney's face right now. She's so pissed. <laughs> oh. just, just picture this movie Thanos being like, guys, death is so hot. You should like see it. <laughs> the thing is, he does it in the comics, and she doesn't care. No, yeah, she doesn't give no shit. Like, Why would you do that? And he was like yeah. to yeah. impress you, and she was like left on red at 12 p.m. Like, she's like that does not impress me. He even tricked yeah. Nebula. Yeah. The, yeah, I'm not even gonna yeah. get into it. Okay, sorry. Well, this yeah. this leaves an interesting situation because it or? is a yep, it is a point for. Don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. And a point for. She held together. I love this baby. Can God I, damn it, so, Freddie Prince. So can I hear the runner-ups for this one? Because Infinity War was I not went, my choice. I went. Yeah. I went. My number two was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That was my favorite. Oh, the year. Into, into the Spider-Verse yeah. would have crushed this year. Like, but Infinity yeah. War was like a once in a generation movie. Yeah, there's the Spider Verse. I'm like telling you this right movie. now. Had you picked that, I would have voted. I would have voted. Yeah. I would have voted for that one yeah. too. Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my my second pick, no one would have okay. voted for, but I love it, and I don't give a shit because it's great. Yeah, and you would have lost. Uh, I would have, <laughs> but I would have. I would have lost with pride. My second pick was the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> that movie was really Which fun. I see. I, it's like literally it's if fun. we if, if if we had compared two movies, I just would have been it's a leap of faith, Miles. That's all. <laughs> oh, been like, okay. Dude, when the I, music drops, though, oh yeah. No, oh I, my God. I I just have to say, like with Infinity War, I mean that was that was a cinematic event. It wasn't even like it was, a, yeah. a, a sequel. It wasn't even like it was something that that might never happen again. And just that they were able to bring that together is just incredible. And I literally can't they, see it coming together again like that. Yeah. Even, yeah. If, even if they, with their next phases, they get something together comparable. It was the first, yeah. it, will, it is yeah. the prototype. There will never be anything that can exceed it because it can't, yeah. it's its mm-hmm. own creation. Yeah. Earth like even is if they do closed. Another, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they do another arc, it'll be, it'll probably, well, I know it'll be as good. Mm-hmm. But it won't be the same because you can't compare them. Yeah. yeah, you also yeah. can't get those actors again to do to yeah. do that again I, for both those films. Mm-hmm. I honestly well, can't. Not, not if it's going to take them another decade to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I honestly I, can't think of another villain like Thanos that could bring together this universe as Galactus, he did. Yeah. the I, celestial yes. bodies. Uh, I do oh agree. Oh my with god, that's really another and, reason why and, I can't yeah, Galactus, stand yeah. Infinity War or Endgame. They didn't do anything with the celestial universe. That's they had fair. every opportunity. Uh, they didn't have the rights to half the characters oh my god. that are actually in the story. <laughs> no, no, I. I, I I accept the fact that it was a cinematic event. I appreciate them as a cinematic event. But are they good films? No. Yes. I disagree. They are not good argue, comic uh, films. Uh, Brittany, they're good, you're breaking they're good, my heart. They're good films. <laughs> you're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna argue they're gr- they are great films because they were the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you were a comic purist, there's a lot that happened in those movies across the de- the decade 
that was not good. Oh, I know. But they created their own entity and then they followed through with it based off what they created. And they gave enough little nods to the comics that the fans would be like, oh, I appreciate that without fan servicey. Yeah. Especially in Infinity War. I liked I, um, Infinity War over Endgame. You did, for that's sure. true. Yes, yeah. definitely. So I will give yeah. that to Infinity War. Is that I liked how they chose to end it with the snap and all is lost because I was like, good, make people marinate on this for a year. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yep. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Um, they literally Empire Strikes Back that yeah. movie and it was phenomenal. Yeah. But it was, worked. It worked. Was Spider-Verse that same year though? Yeah, it was. It was in the okay. yes. Remember we yes, went yes, to the screening yeah. in like November? It was, yeah. Winter. It was, yeah, it was winter. Right. It was like their Christmas entry. It was like Christmas. It was family friendly. Yeah. All right, guys. Upper after well it was Sony so it doesn't mean yeah. really we, no I, I would have voted actually for for I mean I went to see both those movies like five or six times yeah. each okay so I liked both <laughs> of them but I also consider Spider Verse a perfect movie too just because the yeah, beats Spider Verse is amazing yeah soundtrack the beats of it just the soundtrack yeah everything about it just comes together for that one and so yeah I love both movies but it, it, anyway, was, so, it was but, really interesting when we and Steve saw it um, because we went to a screening weeks before it came out and yeah. um. I don't know. It was majority of kids, but the parents were just floored as well. It was such a good movie. Yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah, couldn't stop talking so about it. I mean, I mean, you and I promoted the crap out of that movie yeah. for, <laughs> that for weeks. Uh, <laughs> weeks. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the unpopular opinion on this, and I'm going to say that Spider-Verse was a great movie, and Spider-Verse did phenomenally well. I do not think Spider-Verse would have done as well as it did if it didn't come out after Infinity War with everyone still in their feels over losing. I de- completely I disagree. Yeah, disagree. Everybody Maybe. was excited to finally see Miles. Yeah. Like if they did come out two years prior before they'd done Homecoming, no one would have cared. No, Spider-Man is a very, uh, he really yeah, does stand yeah. on his own as a character. I mean, yeah, that's why they I needed agree. him in the MCU. No, he, he does, but that's when like everyone was so like, we want MCU Spider-Man. And Sony had really shit the bed on the Spider-Man properties up until that point sure. that if you hadn't had the, the Marvel Tom Holland making everyone love, I mean, Peter, I will, again. I will say that the thing is though, the promotion for that movie was not good. And so the fact not that they all. got me and Eric in that theater that early, mm-hmm. and then we just like, like everyone yeah. who got to see the previews, like just promoted the crap out of yeah. it because no one really knew what to expect. The trailers were interesting, but you didn't, I wasn't super excited yeah. for it. I was like, oh, yeah, Miles, that's great. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, I got to see it. I probably will see it. But after I saw it, yeah. like, that was that was the thing. Yeah. I don't think it was because of the the new Spider-Man so much. I Oh, no, that's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that the movie itself, I'm, like I said, the movie is phenomenal. And the movie would have been a phenomenal movie any year yeah. they released it. I'm just saying that I think the popularity of it came because it was at the tail end of Infinity War and everyone loved spider-man again and they were so hurt because of what happened in infinity war they were like we want to see a happy spider-man movie because we want to see spider-man again yeah, and then that spider-man gets killed it, anyway it, so listen it's it's an interesting take it is i i yeah i feel like we could argue about those two forever yeah. so we'll have to do it last year 2019 we will. 2019 oh, here's sure. the deal guys with 2019. with 2019 matt can matt Reppert can win with a point but matt moore could uh, tie could tie with a yeah. point, but he has to get the point without a tie. So yeah. <laughs> here we go. Twenty nineteen. Uh, it's on. It's on Eric. So Eric, you're going to take. Lord. Well, no, we did twenty eighteen. Mr. Rapper, it's you, my friend. <laughs> so my pick of twenty nineteen. I know we all loved it. 
Like I would crush this movie up and snort it if I could because it was that fantastic. <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Doctor nice. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining that I didn't know that I craved. Um, it's one of the few movies where I was in the theater and I was just like the movie just punched me in the face with how amazing it was. I've I haven't had that experience in so long. A movie that was just amazing from beginning to end. Ewan McGregor freaking kills it yep. as a grown-up Danny who is basically broken mentally from yep. like, you know, trying to forget the past and and as he says, he goes like me being drunk is the only connection I have with my father with, you know, the Jack mm -hmm. Nicholson mm -hmm. character as well as I can't what's the actress's name? I can't Adam remember Stone. her name. Um I oh, think we, it's like Kylie Curran. Yeah, Kylie yeah. Curran. Kylie Curran like Kylie Curran is like I hope to see more of her. She was outstanding as Abra Stone. Like mm -hmm. she absolutely slayed every single scene. Like at no point was I like, this is just some child actor that I don't give a shit about. Like with a lot of no, movies, like great. I cared about Abra and every single mm -hmm. scene she was in when she acted as a possessed Abra when Danny quote unquote was inside her head. She was amazing. Like, and it, it blows my mind mm -hmm. to think that this girl who is this young was able to pull that off. Like, a, like some drunken dude waking up and is like, oh, I haven't been hung over in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. <laughs> and also, and also, uh, what's Rebecca Ferguson? Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. I was yeah. Rose yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. But <laughs> Rose Rebecca, the hat. Rebecca Ferguson is Rose the hat. Like one of the, one of the underrated yeah. villains of, of cinema that, yeah, she's excellent. I think is going to stand the test of time. She like was. this movie, I feel is going to become like a cult hit over the next few years. And people who are kind of in mm -hmm. the know about it, because I've recommended it to people left and right. I've said, watch Dr. Sleep. I have not had a single person who's watched it said it sucked or I didn't like it. Yeah, agreed. Same yeah. for me. Yeah. So Dr. Sleep is my pick of 2019. So take it away. See, this one's hard for me because y'all know I love Dr. Sleep as well. I thought it was, again, it was the sequel that I didn't know I wanted. And then when I saw it, it was a sequel I didn't know could be as good as it was. Uh. So I was very hesitant about that movie when it came out because I'm like, I, I had read the book when it came out. I loved the book. And I'm like, there are some big issues if you're trying to turn this into a movie because of the... Because of the Kubrick, Kubrick film? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were able to blend the book and the Kubrick film together in a way that I didn't even, I didn't even think was possible and have them actually create this wonderful hybrid universe where it stayed true to the story, but it still acknowledged that it acknowledged the changes that had been made mm -hmm. in the Kubrick film and it made it work in that storyline. That being said, I wasn't a huge fan of the ending. Oh, I a lot loved of people, the ending. A lot of people that read the book didn't Once like they the got ending. into the hotel, I was kind of like, okay, but mm -hmm. that's just, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. That's where yeah, they had to kind of acknowledge the movie. Yeah. They had to because yeah. of the way Kubrick because of the way it had been changed around and that for me yeah. was just kind of it was not as great an ending but that's just there was an unavoidable it was the only ending they could have had for me 2019 the best film was the irishman mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm going back on my i go back on my original choice of the lighthouse because i love the lighthouse but i saw the lighthouse before i had fully watched the irishman and damn that movie. you know it's just um, wanted to say it's really funny you originally had dr sleep when we did this the first time yeah, and then you switched it, it to the lighthouse, <laughs> I it to the so, lighthouse. this is another <laughs> switch. i'm switching it up again yeah i'm switching Man. it again um the irishman is the purest most quintessential scorsese film that exists mm -hmm. because it's scorsese unshackled where he can do a three-hour movie and tell the story he needs to without having to worry about 
is it marketable? Is it people going to sit through in the theater? Because Lord knows I would not have been able to sit through that movie in the theater. Yeah. Because it's just it's because it's it's as long as most of the other big blockbusters, but it's not a blockbuster film. It I, is, but it is. I would say it is a masterclass. It's a masterclass in Scorsese acting it, it, because you have his three finish. big guys all on screen. Yeah, <laughs> I literally just finished it last night after yeah. watching it for a month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't know how you're going to okay. go, man. That's the yeah. Irishman, the TV I'm just, I'm just going to say this right now. I feel like the Irishman is a masterclass of absolutely nothing. Um, I think it is it is, it is Scorsese giving himself a blowjob. Uh, sure. Damn. And I'm I'm sorry. I, and I, I totally respect your choice. I know there are people that love this movie. I just think that it is just so bland and boring when you have greater films that he's done out there, like the, like immediately comes to head, like The Departed. Uh, yeah. I I just, for one thing, theater or my couch, the length was way too long. Uh, okay. The, the saving grace of this movie is quite possibly Joe Pesci, who I think yep. was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I do think he was very good. I think Robert De Niro was quite possibly the most Robert De Niro in not a good way that he's ever been. Uh, Al Pacino was a a caricature of the character that he's supposed to be playing. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I sat through it. I, and listen, I'm, and and this is the thing, like, I don't think it's a bad movie, right? I know I'm saying all these awful things about it and it sounds like I think it's a bad movie, (laughs) but I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's incredibly bland. Uh, it's just it. It, it Martin Scorsese it, is just, on Julian's list. He's going to hunt Scorsese him down. Scorsese is on my hit list. I will say that. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. I, I I'm surprised that you changed your pick. To be honest, because I, mm. I I heard you say really good things about the lighthouse, and I saw I heard Matt uh, Matt Rappert say good things about lighthouse. I, I didn't well. like it though. I thought you did though. You I thought it was fine. He said good things about yeah. it, but it doesn't mean he I liked it. I didn't. I thought it was yeah. fine. I I thought that lighthouse was like a masterwork by William Defoe and Robert Pattinson, but the movie, mm. yeah, the yeah. movie delved too hard into the whole like, ooh, what's happening? It's, it's, it's yeah. Like, I don't need a movie to hold <laughs> my hand, but at the same time, don't just put random shit on the screen and be like. You all figure out what it means. Good luck. Yeah, go. Yeah, and that, and that was just it. Like in review, like it was a, it was the performances saved the lighthouse. Yes, because Defoe and Pattinson chewing scenery around each other was great. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time, that's all you had to go on was the two of them around a, a lantern chewing scenery, and it was beautiful to watch. Yeah, Will, Willem Dafoe probably should have gotten a, a nomination for an Academy Award. I feel. Yeah, like he, yeah whole, both of them really, but his whole, yeah, Defoe. his whole New England Academy hates Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the Academy just doesn't like Willem Dafoe, so he'll never get yeah. nominated. Anyway, I'm sorry if that was uber harsh. I just, I, I have no, like that's, ridiculously <laughs> strong feelings that's about that the movie. One, the thing I have found is that the Irishman is a very polarizing film. People either absolutely love it or they absolutely hate it. There is no like, it was all right. Like there's never a, a middle ground of like, it was decent. It's like when you have a movie that exceeds two and a half hours, you either love it or hate it because if you're investing that much time in it, you're going to come out the other end one way or the other. You're not going to be like, eh, that was bland because... <laughs> a bland movie you have to sit for three hours of you're but not gonna like i'm glad i spent three hours sitting there yeah. <laughs> but but again for me it was, it was it was such a it was such a scorsese movie right that's, like it, you said, yes even with your your you use it as a negative for me that's like if you ever wanted like a if you needed one example of a scorsese movie that's the one you give because it's such a scorsese movie there's no nuance to it it is pure scorsese with his three favorite actors 
mm-hmm. that he was able to put on screen together finally. Matt, would you argue that's part of the problem though? Is that he just he went back to like the people that he just constantly uses over and over and over and over, and that they've maybe gotten I, too comfortable. I would, but I wouldn't, because again, it was he. It was them, and again, he did mix it up. So if you wanted to go with how he would normally do it, he would have had Pacino as the boss, and he would have had, uh, oh god, I can't remember his name. Pesci is like a, sub, a secondary character. Cause he always had him as a as that wild card secondary character, and to have Pesci come to the forefront for the first time, really in his career, and to be able to, you know, again, go toe to toe with these guys that he hadn't worked with in like De Niro, he hasn't worked with in a long time. I don't think he's ever been in a movie with Pacino before. And I do respect how, how well he, he used Pesci and Pesci in this role. Like he was a, a huge yeah. standout for sure. And so, I mean, Pesci, especially just given his history. Yeah. Pesci had a lot to draw from because he grew up at the time when these guys were around. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. kind of knew like he was able to kind of draw from his own knowledge on that. And I mean, De Niro to an extent too, because he was also from yeah. that era. And right. Pacino was just, Pacino was caricature but the if you know a lot about Jimmy Hoffa, so was Jimmy Hoffa. Like I, he was almost a caricature of a human. Yeah, okay. So to have Pacino kind of do his Pacino thing. <laughs> like, I mean, a best example, if you watch um, the movie Hoffa with Nicholson, the performance that he gives is very similar to what Pacino does, because that's just who Hoffa was. He was a, a loudmouth that was, he was designed to draw everyone's attention so they weren't paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. So you get a big, a big angry loudmouth to run things because then they aren't watching the books; they're uh, watching him. So that way they're off of their guard. Oh my god! Better score before Brittany does any uh, any more yeah. puns. This is this is the device, no divisive score, this Brittany. Uh, decisive score. I said decisive. You said divisive. I said decisive. That's a different word. Damn you! It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it might be divisive. Okay. Um. I'm going to have to go with Dr. Sleep. I'm a huge Stephen King person. People could already guess this ahead of time. I claimed that this is my film of the year for 2019 and I'm sticking to it. I just, I've watched it so many times, so many times. I too am going with Dr. Sleep. And uh, I mean, obviously after what I just said about Irishman, <laughs> I don't think that comes as, Irishman is garbage. I hate everybody. Uh, but I do want to say it was also my movie for 2019 and uh, I've never had such a fun movie going experience with Matt and Brittany mm-hmm. going to see this together. Just the amount of times that we all just like oohed and odd and like were in shock during like some of the things that happened in this film. It was just a fun movie to see with like minded people, if that makes sense. And it was just it was a it was my best movie going experience of the year and my my best film of the year. All right, Steve. Man, Matt, you should have just stuck with Lighthouse. Oh, See, I love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love cerebral stuff, right? I don't care yeah. if the movie doesn't explain it because Lighthouse, in my opinion, is one of those movies where, yeah, it doesn't hold your hand and it might not make any sense to most people. But there was enough of a thread that I was able to piece it together in a way that made sense for me. But you see, this is the thing. I'm not really keen on either of these movies. Like, <laughs> that's the reason why it's tricky for me. Because Dr. Sleep, is, for what Matt was saying, and this is what I criticized him for the last time when he chose Lighthouse over Dr. Sleep, was, yeah, it, the movie is amazing right up until the last third. There's just something there. It just kind of like, it almost feels like they're like, See, we recreated the Kubrick movie. See, see, look, it's the hallway. Like they just like shove the it coffee in your face. machine. If they cut all those scenes in half, just 
Just have them. So you see glimpses of those ghosts instead of like full on like Rogue One. Like, look, we're a reference from another movie. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Yeah. So like that That's was what most, I didn't. I, I, Steve's already got no sleep and coffee. And this is the most enthusiastic I've seen him. I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. the most we've seen in a while, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess you have, to hit the, you have to hit the right moments with Steve and then right. you get some gold. Yeah, it, um, no, I mean, that doesn't ruin the movie for me. I, I think Dr. Sleep is amazing because, yeah, all the stuff leading up to that is so good. Like, all those characters are, are just really good. And then the Irishman, it's like, well, I mean, y- you kind of said it. I mean, it's a masterclass in Scorsese, and I'm not super keen on that. But I can appreciate it because I can look at it and go, okay, it's it's a thing where Scorsese does his thing, and he's got a very particular thing. Um, I actually didn't really like The Departed. I like. I'd have to say I like the Irishman a little more, but that being said, I'm not really out to get these movies. So, ah, I don't know, man. It's like, (laughs) like a great performance throughout with like Irishman and then two kind of like sort of archetypal things versus three amazing performances throughout, but then an ending on, ah, man, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. This is painful. We broke Steve. I know. Wait, didn't somebody not vote before? Like, I just want to go with Lighthouse and just like... (laughs) (laughs) Leave him alone on an island. That was was Julian because it was three three nothing. Yeah, there was no point. Oh, there was nothing? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I guess I have to vote. Um... I have to go with Dr. Sleep, man. Yes! Sorry. It's just because I'm nothing... I'm okay with the Irishman, but... um, No, I I feel you, I really like the performances leading up to the end more than the performances throughout the Irishman, which the Irishman, I I don't think it's too long. I think it's it's fine. But I'm just not a Scorsese guy. That's That's kind of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I'm not really a Scorsese guy either. I mean, I could have gone with my second choice on this, but I feel like it would have been more de- more divisive. So I'll leave that. Oh, alone. Wait, wait, what was your wait. second pick? Oh, it was it was from uh, Steve's favorite filmmaker. I was going to do Knives Out. Oh well, I haven't seen it, so that, you would have maybe I gotten, had to go with. I don't know if you still would have gotten the vote on this side, but I know Brittany and Matt really liked that. I was not a huge fan of it. Was, it was fine. No, no, I, 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 was right. like, I didn't love it. But I, I don't mean, love it as much as yeah. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, yeah, no. I like no, no, no. Ana was, de Armas. Was, Eric, That's it. Your yeah. your vote doesn't yeah. count at this point. But what would you have voted for? Well, um, I would have, if you picked The Lighthouse, I would have picked that film, <laughs> to I be know. honest. I know, um, I'm kicking myself, it's fine. Um, although, <laughs> The Lighthouse wasn't my favorite film of 2019, I think Parasite or 1917 probably would have Oh, both of those were really good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 Julie and I, um, Julie and I but, already debated about 1917. <laughs> 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 I, I, I debated... Matt, I debated Parasite, yeah. but I saw, I didn't technically see Parasite till 2020, so I can't yeah, say Yeah, same Ah, uh, fair. Um, right. the, um, okay. sorry. The, sorry. Um, the, um, the Irishman. Yeah. It took me a month to watch. Good Lord. That was- <laughs> you also have two small children in your That's house. That's true. So I did have to watch have it that on casually while they're there because they're going to start coming out of it and sound like Pesci. That's true. But you know, I don't, I don't have the, the cleanest voice around them anyway. Um, okay. I, I, I thought Dr. Sleep was so good though. Yeah. yeah. The ending is all weird i like the book ending better but they made the true knot better than the book so yeah you know they're trying they're trading off there so yeah yeah well dr sleep with matt i give you the point she held together i love this baby and i also (laughs) name you matt reppert the winner of the top 10 films of the decade matt versus matt extravaganza congratulations (laughs) yeah i got i got to hear i got to hear freddie prince jr he's like but at what cost (laughs) (laughs) the the final score if i do have this tallied correctly is eight to six yes 
That was yep. really close, Correct. though. That yeah. was actually. So it came down to the last close. one. Yep, it was. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of it was because we, we, we had some ties and then we agreed on some stuff. So yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. fair. Um, uh, Memo, your your punishment is you have to watch Wing Commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with you. No, we oh, I will live. I will live stream that later, just so y'all can see me watching that movie. For, oh, I'll watch okay. it with you. Live stream. I would that. watch it too. That. Let's do it. Yeah. The funny thing is, I don't think any of you will hate it as much as I did because I grew up on the video. We'll games love it I because you. I love the video oh, game no. too. No, we, no, we had to talk about this, didn't we, Steve? Just recently. Yeah, yeah. I actually went to see the movie. I wasn't there for the trailer. One of my funniest memories was the in the trailer for Wing Commander. They had this line that they cut in this very specific way that seemed like your standard epic, like you know, it's not a miracle, right? Except <laughs> in the movie, the solution to that sentence is, "It's not the miracle." It's genetics. And it was like, <laughs> the biggest, like, what? Like, I mean, oh, man. Oh, anyway, so. I think, I think Matt's, punishment, I Matt's punishment should be watching The Irishman with me. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I would also, you should stream that. Oh, I'll yeah. sit there and enjoy, I will sit there and enjoy that movie again. And I would enjoy you just hating <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, like, I don't think you appreciate my love of horrible films. Like, I have some absolute gems in my collection just because people hate watching it. Don't forget, we just watched Velociraptor. Velocipaster. That's I fair. just called yeah because I, I I got the pastor part out because it was so bad. Velocipaster. Sorry. It's also indicative of the fact that you guys say you're doing that. I'm like, oh, that movie's horrible. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like um, that should give you an indication of my kind of cinematic taste. Where I'm like, the movie you're about to watch is horrible. Good luck. And you're like, oh god, you've watched it. I'm like, of my own volition. <laughs> of your own velocity. Just from the name, man. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is going to do it. Uh, let's, I guess we're going to be on both, uh, on both feeds here. So I guess, uh, Eric, why don't you guys go ahead and do your plugs and then we'll do our plugs. Oh yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, send us an email, contact us on social media. We are everywhere. Um, yeah, that's all we do at the end. <laughs> there you go. Uh, same thing with us. You can find us at our website, everythingispermitted.com, and then everywhere else on social media at PermittedPod. And uh, yeah, guys, this has been fun. We I, have yeah. to do uh, another list of some kind I love it. again. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to be or the, video the, games. Yeah, or video games. Say, yeah. Video games. You or Brittany could mm-hmm. be versus somebody else. Um, but for <laughs> Geeks with Kids, for Everything is Permitted, that's going to do it. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good one. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.